0: You're listening to the Plane Talking UK podcast, the UK-based podcast written by a passenger for anyone. And here are your hosts, (coughs)
1: Carlos Stevens, Matt Smith and Neville Bounds. Well, hello, and welcome to episode number one hundred and eighty-three of the Plain Talking UK podcast. I'm Carl Stebbings, and joining me is my first co-host, as always, this week in the kitchen studio. It's Matt Smith. Well, hello, everyone. How are we? How are we? Oh, we're good. We're good. I'm yeah.
2: feeling quite festive today. Look, I'm actually festive. Wearing my, uh, well, well, well. My, I'm, wearing <laughs> is it AP, I'm wearing my APG T-shirt today because obviously, okay. Uh, yeah. Yes, we've got a little, a little, little thing to to look forward to a little bit later on. Where uh, yeah. uh, there's a little meetup, APG meetup going on in Berlin, in Berlin and mm. we'll be cutting across live to them later on in the show. So I'm wearing the T-shirt in honour. Uh, Dr. Stefan is there along with loads of other people, so uh, oh. yeah, a, a real treat. So yeah, I'm wearing the T-shirt in honour. Well yeah, done, absolutely. well done. You, however, are not, I see. No, no I'm, I'm wearing a normal aviation T-shirt <laughs> as per... Yeah, 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 and your, and your silly hat, yes. That yes. silly tri-star thing. Right. That, yeah, yeah. yeah, thank you. Okay, good. And joining us <laughs>
1: again, as always, is our other wonderful co-host of the show. It is Sir Neville Bounds. Hello.
2: Hello, Nev. Oh, we've been Hello, late.
3: guys. Yes, I have uh, defied gravity once again <laughs> and returned from Washington safely <gasps> on the on the bin liner.
2: Yeah, I'm, I'm on, excited, on the... I, I was... A bin liner? How
3: very dare I, you.
2: I'm very excited, actually, because you actually flew by... Um, I have to ask the question, obviously, because whenever we talk to Brian, which is, I'm delighted to say, quite frequently, uh, he very rarely <laughs> says nice things about the airline that you flew with. Uh, you didn't fly United, did you, Nev?
3: I did, and <gasps> yeah. I think that United did quite well on the long-haul sectors, but not so well on the short-haul. I think that's right. Brian's yeah. main complaint. Really. Okay. But the uh, the long-haul from Washington to Heathrow was very reasonable uh, last Saturday, I have to say, okay. and uh, very comfortable indeed. Uh, I was to it. ask the question, which area of the aeroplane were you actually in? Oh, were, yeah. were you in muggle class? The client was only flying me cheap, uh, but I upgraded <laughs> myself to the business class. So okay. I got one of their oh, nice no. flatbed oh, right. uh, okay, seats, and that made a big difference because i got about three hours sleep and it was <laughs> well, uh, wow. i was actually in reasonable shape on on, on the saturday when i got back I so uh, i was going to need- take the daytime flight but the daytime flight was on a 757 and we're not going to do the north atlantic we're not going to talk about that we're not going
1: to talk so. about 757s and and, tr- and crossing the atlantic
2: no. That. No, no, What are you that? talking about? They're my favourite aeroplane <clears throat> in the entire um, world. Um, so, so, obviously. <laughs> 757 <laughs> 300, I'm really <laughs> fond of. I don't know if that came up in conversation at all. No. So, Nev, okay. you
1: you were obviously drinking uh, sparkling water as opposed to tap water then. Of course.
2: Always, yes. Oh, yes,
3: absolutely. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> t- totally. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but uh, actually, to be fair to them, they, they did a pretty reasonable job. Uh, so, oh, really? Uh, that was good. Good job. <laughs> wow, there we are, you heard it here first.
1: Was it the Dash 9 or the Dash 8 you were. Dash 9. Uh,
3: both directions. uh, Unlike US immigration on the way in, though. (laughs) Oh, really? Oh, did they find out about... No. Wow. Uh, <laughs> that, have you as got one I just want to mention, last went to Washington in 1994, then it took them two and a half hours. <laughs> okay. for okay. This okay. year, it was only two hours. So they've right. shaved okay. half an hour, shaved hour in, in, wow. in,
2: in many, many yes. years, which is great news. Yeah. <laughs> yes, absolutely. Well, I'm glad
1: they let you in because we obviously enjoyed having you uh, to sort of yeah. Skype in last week on the it's show. And live and, from uh, yeah, parts, was good. Yeah, yeah from foreign so, parts. Yeah. Do,
2: you, do you think the immigration issue is possibly because of some of those funky stickers that you have on your passport because of locations you've been to? It
3: didn't help, but I think. The fact that we had 750 people uh, uh, come in and only four desks uh, to process people Ooh. may oh. have been a contributory factor. Oh dear! Factor. Really? Okay. Oh, and this was Washington Dulls, wasn't it? Uh, yes, Washington Dulls. Yeah, yes. that's what I called it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Sorry, yeah. <laughs>
2: Washington Dulls Airport. Anyway, oh yeah. Yes. Uh, so uh, anyway, enough of this. We'll, we'll get soon. emails coming in. <laughs> <Yeah. below laughs> the, b- now, the abuse you know, will be forthcoming. Yeah. I, I sent
1: all f- emails to Matt Smith.
2: They, all right. That's yeah. Good. Thank you. Uh, <laughs> I think we should. I think we yeah. should introduce our special guests.
1: So we have got two incredibly special guests joining us on the show tonight and uh, they are the hosts of they're actually laughing when you're saying <laughs> i don't know why <laughs> they are the they are the uh, they are the fantastic hosts of uh, an awesome podcast which i've been listening to myself for quite some time now and um, it's for anyone who's an airbus lover you've got to check out these guys mm-hmm. and it's the a320 yeah. podcast mm-hmm. and uh, so welcome onto the show matt
2: and andy
4: hello hello thanks very much for having us you don't need
2: to look quite so frightened, but honestly, it's fine. <laughs> it's, it's fine. We're, we're quite friendly. friends.
1: <laughs> we're all friends here. So how yeah. how are you guys been? I guess I guess you're having some uh, some time off from flying, are you? Or are you uh, back back into flying tomorrow?
4: Yeah, oh. no, we're both off. Yeah. I've got five days off now, which is unusual. But yeah. nice. Yeah.
5: Likewise I just had some leave, so I'm just off for a few days, hence why we're both in the same
2: room at the same time for a change. <laughs> Oh. That, that is a rare thing it's just, I, sometimes I wish I could do the same because I'm a bit I, I seem to be forever in the kitchen studio but anyway that's, uh, no. that's you know oh what do you mean oh hello that's that's me sacked okay yeah. oh Gemma, Gemma says I can stay that's fine oh, that's yeah. really, oh dear yeah I, I'm going to come stay with you, you Nev I think for next week's show I think that's the way forward <laughs> you, you're very welcome mate thank Absolutely. you very much I anyway. shall be here but you uh, can right. come <laughs> stay with even <laughs> that's so, uh, all part of the fun sorry so yes. again a huge
1: thanks uh, to you uh, Matt and Andy for joining us and that you're gonna uh, you're gonna give us give us a hand with this week's news stories and uh, we're gonna have a chat with you as well later on in yep. the show about uh, about how you how you got to where you are now
4: in the aviation yeah. industry. Yes, looking, looking forward to it. Excellent. Fantastic. So
1: we're going to say a big thanks to everyone who's joined us in the live chat room this evening. We've got uh, loads of names in there. Mark Harvey, Liz Piper, Jenny Parkinson. Hello over there in Rome. Uh, Thomas Mandrake. Andy Furlong is also in the chat room oh, this wow. week. Hello, Hello, Andy. Hello, Andy. Hello. Uh, Barbara Parrish. Uh, Thomas Mandrake. With Neville Bounds. Never heard yeah. of him. No. Sure. Uh, Cheryl Mandrake <laughs> as well. She's also in the chat room. Mm. Uh, where are we scrolling down the list here? Main Man Micah, our blue spanner of death. Uh, Main Man Micah. Jennifer. Yes. She's also in the chat room as well. I'm just scrolling through the list here. we did not miss anyone out. I hope I don't. Probably. Probably, (laughs) I know. Shorty Cosgrove, not forgetting Shorty, and also uh, Rick Bell is in the chat room as well. So hello to you, Rick Bell, the legend that is. So uh, we are going to start the show then as we do each week with our rundown of the weekly news from around the world and the UK. So if you're ready, Matt. I am, yes. And if you're ready, Nev. Perfectly. And Matt and Andy, are you ready to go?
6: yep ready. ready let's go <laughs>
1: So kicking off this week's first news story this one is on the chicagobusiness.com. And uh, the headline is, Boeing lands $11 billion 787 deal. This Mm. story came online today. And uh, it's uh, Turkish Airlines has said it intends to purchase 40 of Boeing 787-9 Dreamliners, a long-awaited deal that signals the carriers rebound following a terrorist attack on its Istanbul hub last year. When finalized, the order will be valued at almost $11 billion before the customary discounts for large aircraft purchases. The pact, unveiled uh, during a brief signing ceremony in New York late Thursday, came after years of market studies and negotiations for wide body planes as the airline plotted its expansion. Uh, Boeing's carbon composite Dreamliner will help upgrade Turkish's fleet of long-range aircraft as it competes with other Middle Eastern airlines amid slowing growth in the region. The carrier's expansion would hasten uh, President uh, Recap Tayyip's arrogance goal of making Istanbul Istanbul one (laughs) of the world's premier (laughs) air travel hubs. The airline already has 75 Boeing 737 MAX jets on order, according to the planemaker's website. Turkish plans to shift operations from Istanbul's Atatürk airport to a new hub, which is due to open next year. It's very exciting for them, and it will open so many new gateways, said Marty Bentrot, Boeing's vice president of sales for the Middle East, Russia and Central Asia. These airplanes are part of that growth plan. Boeing climbed less than 1% to $257.90 at 9.42 a.m. In New York, Turkish was a little changed at 9.2 liras. So this is a, obviously a huge deal mm-hmm. um, for yep. uh, for Boeing, obviously having this uh, amount of orders for the uh, for the Dash 9. I'm, I'm, mm-hmm. That's quite interesting that they chose a Dash 9 because it's slightly stretched more longer than the, uh, the Dash 8. Um, but uh, Turkish is getting to be quite uh, one of those um, uh, more larger Kind of uh, airlines more, more in, in, the, in the kind of area. Well, it's you, know, it's, it's you know it's one of those airlines that is getting very popular. I'm just I mocking your English. I'm no <laughs> thanks. Thanks. <laughs> I know. Because uh, Turkish actually do do a very 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 reasonably cheap fare from the UK to Dubai, which is uh, oh, okay. a very popular destination, right. uh, with a stop. Um, in uh, in Turkey okay. on the way there, hmm. but they do do an incredibly cheap fare to get to Dubai, which is um, okay, half and that, the and price that's on a of Emirates. On, that's on, on, a, a, on uh, a that's actually on one of their that eight hundreds. That is
2: wow, really um, go all yeah. that way on it? Well, it's a stop
1: <laughs> halfway there, but yeah, they do do uh, do do a really cheap. But that fare sounds
3: very that. similar to the seven five seven three hundred. I don't know if that <laughs> came up in conversation <laughs> at all. Like, not uh, no, no, no. okay. What do you think <laughs> of this, Nev? Well, it's good news, isn't it? And I think uh, Turkish have been underestimated in uh, previously and uh, good to see there's, doing, there's some more routes going on there and um, mm. Dr. Steph was saying that the airport is enormous there. So it's a, obviously a very central hub between uh, Europe and the Middle East. So it's a very important uh, connecting airport, mm. I would say. So the yeah. more new equipment that's going on there, uh, the better. Got to, got to be a good thing. So, Matt,
1: Andy, there? had any dealings at all with uh, with that with the airline at all?
4: Uh, not with Turkish, but you do see them more and more, especially the big hubs that we fly into. They're flying a lot of aircraft about now, especially. Um, I was down in down Barcelona the other day, and I noticed that they were flying a triple seven in there from, uh, oh, from wow. Istanbul. Yeah. yeah. So they must be they must be doing quite well, so I can see why they've gone for this uh, this big order. Yeah, yeah. As far as my
5: way, I think Turkish airlines have the most routes of any airline in the world actually. I think.
2: They wouldn't. Uh, do you know what? That wouldn't actually me, yeah. surprise they, me because yeah. they, they. It is quite a. It's quite a central country for a lot of things, isn't it? So you. Mm. You They're can use it as a hub to get virtually anywhere. can't Yeah, it's yeah. a good stepping stone. Yeah,
1: they, they actually went through. They modernised quite a lot of their um the passenger experience part of their aircraft. Ooh, Not so Yeah, they, f- <laughs> <laughs> they uh, yeah they kind of upgrade a lot of their um, economy and stuff uh, yeah. um, um, seats on the aircraft. So yeah, it's um it's good. You mm. have to you have to, definitely have to check out the f- uh, the uh, flights though because mm. they do have some very reasonable flights um the UK to, uh, to some destinations so, so
2: yeah, we're going to move on and uh, basically unless you've been stuck under a stone somewhere anywhere Ooh, in the world the I next think, story really, the next story is one that, because obviously Ryanair is always story number two on this show and I always seem to end up with a job <laughs> of reading it uh, <laughs> and uh, I think it's fair to say it's not a nice story this week so this is on the independent.co.uk their website and the headline as I say unless you've been stuck under a stone <laughs> won't come as a surprise to you Ryanair may force pilots to change holiday plans amid flight cancellation the debacle and that certainly is a very appropriate word I think for this current mess Ryanair may force some pilots to change their holiday plans in an effort to limit the fallout from the mass cancellations across its sprawling fleet. At its general shareholders meeting on Thursday Europe's largest low cost airline said that pilots were this week offered a bonus of up to €12,000 that's £10,600 to work 10 extra days to combat a huge staff shortage that has resulted in around 2000 flight cancellations so far. Uh, Chief Executive Michael O'Leary also said that pilots had collectively offered to work an extra 2,500 days since the crisis broke. A spokesperson for the company told The Independent that 125 new pilots had been hired in the past fortnight as a part of an ongoing recruitment drive. Mr O'Leary also denied reports that some pilots had rejected the extra cash and demanded more favorable contracts instead. He said that the pilots had not threatened industrial action. Several Ryanair pilots have contacted the Independent with their accounts of the causes. That will have no doubt got them into an awful lot of trouble because I understand that Ryanair people aren't allowed to have anything to do with the media, so never mind. Uh, and consequences of the issue in recent days, with one saying that online groups are forming and unifying to get Ryanair to make improvements. Unlike other airlines, Ryanair is, uh, um, is almost completely non-unionised with an unusual arrangement uh, whereby some pilots are indirectly contracted through limited companies. That sounds a bit strange. Anyway, in uh, order to cope with the fallout from the recent debacle, Mr O'Leary on Thursday said that the group is now planning to reclaim one week of its pilots' holidays to prevent any further disruption, good luck with that. So I'm not going to read the story uh, any further. It's safe to say. It's been a challenging week. It's been a challenging week, I think, for Mr O'Leary. And I think it's safe to say that uh, certain other low-cost airlines have been well and truly... um, Jumping on the bandwagon <laughs> with, I think one of the funniest things I, I said was, oh, was it Michael O'Deary, wasn't it? I think it was <laughs> that one of was the funniest thing. Um, yeah, Eurowings. Things. Yeah, Eurowings. That's yeah. right. I think it's one of the funniest adverts I've seen in in a long, long time. I mean, we've but, we've uh, obviously got
1: we've got two two uh, pilots here who both work for a large European uh, airline here. Yeah. I mean, how how many days holiday uh, do you get, say, uh, as pilots for for an
4: airline? Twenty five. Yeah,
2: 10. we get we get twenty five. So it's actually not any different from, from me me just being an office boy, basically. I mean, mm-hmm. your holiday entitlement is no greater uh, than mine. I mean, I, I have a contract that enables me to have 25 days as well. So there's not really, yeah. you know, it's, it's, you, you're treated in that respect like uh, ordinary <laughs> ordinary employees, <laughs> if you can exactly. be such things yeah. as pilots. Yeah. but to... but
4: it's, it's very different. We have a bidding system, mm-hmm. and uh, each year, depending on what holiday you got the year before, so say you've got summer leaves, that's got really high points. It's all based on a point system. So the higher your points are at the end of the year, the lower down the list you are for the following year. Right. Okay. So the chances of getting some summer holiday or Christmas off is right. pretty slim. Don't so I, I right worry, we it's... don't understand the system either. Yeah, the system is. <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, it's, fair point. it's the same in most airlines, and yeah. it's crazy how it works. Yeah, but I was just going to say that it's...
2: actually, that that is very similar. I know from when we've spoken to other pilots and stuff that is. Um, I know. I know. Uh, Acme uh, Airlines operate a similar system, don't they? And and it's your seniority, if you like, if you've been there a long time, you stand a much better chance of getting the hollow that you want if you've you know worked for the same airline for a long time. So is, is it? A I case think thing?
5: Ryanair have a slightly different system where. I think they're forced to take leave in the winter. Right. So yeah. they're given three weeks or a month off in the winter that they have to take. And I think what they're doing is they're changing this compulsory leave in their winter. I think that's I mean, I,
2: the the only thing I would say it, 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 with this story, and we will sort of we'll move on, I think, because we could go on about it for ages. Mm. But I, I do for think... What, <laughs> indeed, for a long, long time. The, the only thing that, uh, that <laughs> makes alarm bells ring in my head is that the, the schedulers and organisers must have known... That this was going to happen. I mean, this must have been clear to them that it was very much on the cards for quite a long period of time. I'm surprised they sort of waited until the brown stuff hit yeah. the <laughs> fan really before they appeared to start doing something about it. I, 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 I mean, I, I would, and I would guess
5: probably there's quite a few airlines in the world, certainly in Europe, that mm. aren't that far away from being in the same situation themselves. Yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. I think that's a fair comment. It's mm. um, well, yeah. It's... My
5: favourite quote of this whole story is that right, that. Michael O'Leary seems to have live in a different universe where he can employ a pilot and have them online in two weeks.
2: It's pretty impressive. I don't know how (laughs) many do that. I I mean, it's
5: a good 12 to 15 weeks to get a pilot from recruitment (laughs) to, to... on the line let alone finish their training well, so yes, it's quite absolutely.
2: and of course there may be type rating issues that need to be dealt yeah, with well, as well yeah. I mean yeah. there could be all so, manner yeah. of things that, that need to be dealt with before they <laughs> go online as, as, as he says but then yeah. I, I, think I think
3: I might give uh, Michael a shout so if you will do a, uh, <laughs> an interview with me
2: <laughs> yeah good luck with that Senev. Um, you know you're That's a great co- yeah. Yeah, yeah, downloads would definitely go through yeah, the roof absolutely right? I think yeah. so yeah I think even the BBC might be interested in our show then yeah. but yeah, it's it's a bit of I think it's a to say it's a bit of a mess, really, and uh, I don't think I'm speaking out of turn when I say that he does seem to live in a different world to everyone else. As as, you, as uh, I think, I think unful- we might just mention as well, you know, it is a, a pretty
1: naff story as well for, for, for the pilot yeah. or for the for the mm. crews and stuff. But also, yeah. you know, we, we can't forget the passengers who have been affected by it as well. Because yes. there's been a lot of passengers affected by this. There has um, yeah. a lot of stories which have hit the news and stuff. Mm. And um, but I think after an article I read this afternoon online that um, there's going to be a lot of compensation. Um, for, it's going to cost to
2: them a lot people. of money. It's going to cost think, them a lot, which, of money. Um, which will yeah. definitely not please Mr. O'Leary well, in the lightest.
4: Yeah, and he has been quite shrewd, really, because the EU uh, 261 real estate if your flight is cancelled with more than two weeks' notice, they don't have to pay you anything.
2: Right. Yeah. 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 <laughs> yeah. So it's only really that, like, when it first started, if you like, where people were only getting yeah. a few days'
4: notice. Um, That's it. Yes. You know, it's so, the first two weeks they'll get the compensation, and everybody after that for the remaining month because they've been told. No, they just they can have a refund on their flight, but no compensation. Yeah. Mm.
2: Yeah. Well, I mean, he's you know, the, you say what you like about them, he's not completely <laughs> stupid, is he? Uh, let's be honest. But uh, yeah. So anyway, so, moving on yeah. to the next story, <laughs> okay. and
1: uh, this uh, the next story is uh, a, a quite a, a rubbish story, really, for uh, for Ned. Is
3: it? Mm. Oh, okay.
7: Yeah. Oh dear.
3: Uh, <laughs> this oh. is on the CleanTechnica dot com <laughs> yeah. website, a website that I've got saved to my favourites, obviously. <laughs> I can I'm imagine. Not.
7: Yes, absolutely.
2: <laughs>
3: <laughs> yeah, I do worry uh, about, we- you know, when you're trawling the internet like normal
2: uh, men... Uh, Excuse I- me, I spend, <laughs> I spend uh, ages going through
1: the internet trying to get stories each week for the show. and it's okay. And it's
2: all aviation-related, I
3: trust? It's, of course, right, okay, anyway. <laughs> Just looking for the delete history <laughs> Of course. <button. laughs> um, but, uh, <laughs> yeah, moving on. <laughs> and it says that British Airways is partnering with the renewables fuel firm Velocis on a new programme that will see household waste converted into jet fuel a number of specially designed waste processing facilities, according to a press release on the matter. And the renewable jet fuel will then be used by British Airways Fleet of Commercial Aircraft. The programme is intended to help the company become more sustainable and is part of a previously developed long term plan relating to that goal and also to the goal of reducing its net emissions by 50% by the year 2050. The first of these new household waste to jet fuel facilities will be able to convert hundreds of thousands of tons of material that would otherwise be headed to the landfill or incinerator into jet fuel, according to the company. And the press release says that the planned plant will produce enough fuel to power all British Airways 787 Dreamliner operated flights from London to San Jose, California, New Orleans, uh, uh, sorry, New Orleans in, uh, in Louisiana, for a whole year, and it will be the first plant of this scale. The airline plans to supply its aircraft fleet with increasing amounts of Sustainable jet fuel in the next decade. The jet fuel produced at the plant will deliver more than 60% greenhouse gas reduction compared with conventional fossil fuel, delivering 60,000 tonnes of CO2 savings every year. This will contribute to uh, both global carbon emissions reductions and local air quality improvements around major airports. During the past week, the Department for Transport has published changes to the Renewable Transport Fuels Obligation RTFO for the first time, and sustainable jet fuel will be included in the incentive scheme. These changes to the RTFO are designed to promote sustainable aviation, and once implemented they're expected to provide long-term policy support for this market. That makes the timing of the announcement very surprising, does it not? A graph aside, gaining some limited or otherwise self-sufficiency as regards jet fuels probably makes a lot of sense for the UK considering that the North Sea oil industry is now in the process of completely falling apart. And uh, IAG's CEO uh, Willie Walsh commented on the announcement because sustainable fuels will play an increasingly critical role in global aviation and we are preparing for that future turning household waste into jet fuel is an amazing innovation that produces clean fuel whilst reducing landfill whilst that may be true i think that air travel will now become more expensive and much less common within 20 or 30 years than it is now that's quite an interesting comment isn't it but there's a lot of a lot of uh, uh, move towards sustainability and of course one of the uh, aviation world's biggest costs is fuel, fuel mm. unfortunately yeah Yes.
2: I mean, do, do you think this is really a viable plan, though? I mean, it seems... It's, I think it's, it's definitely in, in its infancy. I think it's going to be a little yep.
1: while before we start mm. to see, you know, thousands of commercial jets flying around round the world being powered by, well waste yeah um but although they have been testing biofuels now for quite mm. some yes, time they have, which yeah, um yeah. from what i've read has is, is been going really well mm. um
2: but uh, it's in fact know. there's actually a biofuel plant yes, there uh, uh, near my near uh, Lambeth isn't it yeah, where is, i was yeah. working before yeah, there's yeah. A, a sort of gas plant and stuff which i think was originally there because they used to have some gas buses didn't they i think i think, think, sort I of think any start, I, think I think most airlines
1: try and kind of um reduce their carbon mm. footprint or to, to be more greener yeah um, going green cue the music <laughs> and APG um, <laughs> yeah, but okay, uh, yeah. yeah it's uh, it's interesting i can't nick BA, all of their ideas all right <laughs> <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> i think i think it's quite good that uh, ba are kind of um, pioneering this i think yeah, yeah it's, absolutely uh, it's good what what matt andy come on what do you guys think of uh, flying your your Airbus as powered by um uh, household waste
4: well, I think it's a great idea, because I've just worked out what you're talking through there, and uh, yesterday, on a four-sector day out, I burnt through 18 tonne of fuel. <laughs> My goodness me, yes. Okay. That's, that's, that, that wasn't fuel loaded on the aircraft, that was the actual burn for the yep. day. Okay. Mm, um, yeah. So, and that's one aircraft, one, one day out, really. Yeah. And, you know, some airlines have got fleets of 200, 300 yeah. aircraft, so you can see how it mounts up very quickly. I think it's a great idea. Yeah, I mean, uh, is it sustainable it's definitely though? Definitely the future. Oh, it's definitely good. Yeah. Cool. There's plenty of household waste. Well,
2: yeah. Is there enough? <laughs> so, I mean, when you start converting... It? And, of course, there's the one thing that really bothers me with all of these stories. Oh, the thing I know that, what you're going to say. They, How they, much does it cost to convert to this? To cost stuff? to convert it. How yeah. much energy is required to kick-start mm. the process in the first place yeah. to actually um, sort of generate this fuel? Because I know it's like hydrogen is one of the most, you know, these H2O cars, they're basically where you just get water come out of the exhaust pipe. That's fine. But the, en- the energy required to to do that split in the first place is so huge that you almost wonder whether it's, you know, worth it. I know there's, like, I, I remember watching a programme in some desert somewhere where they were using the sun as a way of kick-starting this, this whole this whole sort of hydrogen-producing um, sort of process. But, uh, I mean, is, is that going to have... Are we going to have similar issues here where you're actually burning an alarming amount of energy, if you like, to just create the fuel in the first mm. place? I don't, I don't know what um, it's... Uh, like I said, it's, it's new stuff, you know. It's
1: not going to yeah. be... You know, anything. There's not going to be anything happening no, massive. No, you know, but, concern. I mean, in but, principle, it's a, yeah. a fantastic it's it's idea. A idea. I, I it's hope, a great idea. I
2: hope it uh, sorts itself out, yeah.
1: So, next story is on the bbc.co.uk website. And uh, quite an interesting one if you've got a few quid laying around or some money right. uh, that's fell down behind the back of your sofa. Okay. Uh, hey, you've just got
4: to win the Euro Millions tonight and Why? you're there. <laughs> Oh, <laughs> yeah,
1: yeah. yeah.
2: Absolutely. <laughs> well, what's the total at now, then? Oh, God. 134.
1: Oh, million. is that a an- Oh, it's enough, I think. Okay. Is it? <laughs> yeah. Is it? Oh, oh, right. Carlos is Quicks. beside
2: himself. <laughs> uh, More than enough. <laughs> yeah. So the, uh, the headline then, a Boeing, Especially for a Boeing. You know, know. <laughs> Boeing, Or should yeah. I say Boeing in, in honour of Sir Captain We should Nick. We should
1: yeah. add, uh, add Captain Nick in on this story. Yeah, this, okay, uh, right. this is a... Uh, uh, Boeing 747s offered for public auction in China. Okay. So, uh, ever wanted to own your own private jet? Not well, really, Quite no. this size, but oh, right. uh, <laughs> that may be now possible, given that a number are now up for auction in China. Okay. Uh, the three Boeing 747s that, that uh, have landed on the auction arm of Taobao. Taobao? Good. Taobao. Right. Taobao. Okay. Taobao. Excellent. China's leading eBay-like service. Oh. <laughs> uh, the planes have been in storage at the uh, cities of Shanghai and Shenzhen since 2013 after their owner Jade Cargo International filed for bankruptcy in September that year. They were seized by court in the southern city of Shenzhen but never found uh, buyers despite being offered previously in six offline auctions. According to the Yangcheng Evening Post, this is the first time that the uh, courts have offered a Boeing aircraft to the public for an online auction. Sadly, you'll need deep pockets to afford one of these jets because opening bids for the aircraft range from 122 to 135 million yuan. Or eighteen point five. I thought it was
2: yen. Or yen.
1: It it's <laughs> yen. Eighteen and a half or twenty point four million dollars. Uh, or if you're in the UK here, thirteen point seven million to fifteen
2: point one million. If you're watching pounds. on uh, YouTube, ladies and gentlemen, I have just popped up the uh, the the uh, the eBay-like listing, shall we say? I so mean, if you can read that, you're a better man than I am. It has to be set. Google Translate. <laughs> right. Uh, okay, so yeah. Google <laughs> directs
1: potential buyers to make a security deposit for the planes before 20th of October and bids formally close on the 20th of November. Now bear in mind these are cargo versions of the 747 so okay. I mean you could um, use them
2: to, to, to live in I suppose really I mean, posh right. house, okay. I mean it um, seems a bit of a shame not to sort of fly them yeah, uh, um, even if it is a Boeing. But if you if you had the chance to fly them, you, I
1: mean, you'd, you'd skip having to pay council tax for the local authorities because you could just fly <laughs> them. Yeah,
2: well, I and mean, move uh, them every so often. No
5: stamp duty.
2: Well, no, there is exactly. That, I mean, it's an unusual approach. I mean, it could work. I it's like <laughs> an, it would be like having an incredibly
1: expensively posh caravan.
2: Right uh, now, excuse me. I like my caravan. There's no need to <laughs> just, just, just look here. I am, I, and I accept I'm the one holding everyone up on the main road. But that's not the end of it. So, I mean, okay. I mean,
1: Nev. I suppose you've you've already put a deposit down on one of these
3: uh, aircraft. Oh, air. and naturally, yes. I'm just looking at the shape of the whole thing. It's uh, extraordinary, <laughs> isn't it? Yes. <laughs> uh, so, I mean, um, what would you do with one, sir? Well, obviously, I think I would. Never. For, for me, I think I would probably use it for um, part of the business that I work for and, and that, that yes. kind of stuff, if yeah. if I had the money. Yes, of course. Uh, but uh, no, it's, it's extraordinary, isn't it? And um, It could be yeah, your new it's, studio, it's, sir. <laughs> there you go. I hadn't thought about that. Yep,
2: yeah, absolutely. Indeed. Well, that is true, yes, and, and and the company you work for, I mean, I'm amazed they don't have their own private jet.
3: You know, there is a, there are one or two people uh, in our business that do have their own private jets really? and oh, wow. uh, and retained pilots. Uh, I can think one uh, one down at uh, Fair Oaks Airport, okay. and um, uh, they are every time they put their prices up, they're in for massive ridicule <laughs> because of the uh, uh, the right. jet that they run okay. and the two retained pilots that they have as well. So, well, well that's uh, true. But, uh, yeah.
1: I can I can yeah. actually say that the aircraft the three in question are all 400 variants of the 747 they are the 400 series and they're all powered by the ge cf6 atc2 uh engines as well so uh, Mm. yeah get yourself a bargain hop over there to uh what was the (laughs) website taobao taobao
4: if you if you say so yes easy for you matt Matt and andy
1: i guess you you guys have already got one of these on back order
4: yeah, yeah, been considering. I mean, this is my dream to sort of tip one of these. I'll, I'll cut the centre tank out and turn it into a swimming pool. <laughs> I like that's it. Has been yes, done. I think that's that's a, been... that is a sensible thing. Right? Oh no, they've okay. got one of these converted into a a,
1: a, a, a slide. yeah, know, the the pool slide things. Pool slide thing. okay. Yeah, right. you know what I mean. The yeah. Okay. Aqua park. An aqua park. Right. Okay. So I'm sure someone in someone <laughs> in the world has converted one of these into an aqua
5: park.
2: Okay. With slides and stuff. Right. As you do. Seems perfectly normal. I will um, we'll okay. just blow one
5: of the emergency exit
2: slides. It's already there. <laughs> <laughs> that is true. Just yeah, yeah, yeah. You're not going to get told off for setting it off either, it <laughs> has to be said. But, so, there we are, opening the door when you shouldn't. Anyway, anyway, moving <laughs> swiftly on. Yeah, okay, the next story, this is on yet another website that I don't know where he's found. That's the Bloom- Bloomberg Business Week, whatever one of those is. Uh, and the headline, it's a bad time to be a big jet. Mm. For the better part of a decade, the skies have grown increasingly hostile with jumbo jets such as Boeing's 747 and Airbus's A380. Now the fuel-efficient planes intended to replace... Those be- behemoths are also encountering resistance. Uh, interest in Boeing's 777X, a revamped version of its uh, biggest wide body, set to begin deliveries in 2020, is flagging. And in recent weeks, United Airlines and Cathay Pacific Airways together have scratched 41 orders um, for the Airbus A350-1000, a twin-aisle plane. Uh, designed to carry about 370 passengers, leaving Airbus with only 171 orders for the model. We're seeing sluggish demand for the biggest plane's uh, Stephen uh, name, who I'm not even going to attempt to pronounce. Anyway, Stephen, who is the chairman of the US jet financing giant Air Lease Corp, said... On a conference call in August, so that, I mean that 's a sort of a, a sort of slightly disappointing story really So the problem is that the jet fuel is cheap five hundred and fifty dollars per metric ton lovely, <laughs> really cheap, uh, down forty percent. From uh, 2014, at that price, it's profitable for an airline to continue operating older wide-body models that launched in the 1990s, such as the Airbus A330 and Boeing's original 777, and delay purchase of more efficient planes like the A350, which has a fuselage and wings made from lightweight carbon fibre. Even if crude prices uh, rebound, sales of the big jets might not fully recover, says Nick Cunningham, who's an analyst at the Agency Partners LLC in London. That's because airlines are shifting from channeling traffic through mega hubs towards non stop routes between second tier cities using smaller twin aisle planes. As the market evolves uh, to favour direct flights and higher frequencies, it could be that the A350 1000 and the 777X are needed in smaller numbers, Mr Cunningham. Says so. It's mm, so. A I'm looking a at sad um, story, really. uh, the
1: triple seven X now. The triple seven X was launched at the Dubai. Is there Air any Show. why so many of our stories are sort of Boeing related when oh, no. we have two Airbus pilots oh, no. with us. But anyway, uh. well, that, they can say how how much better the Airbus. Of course, running. right? Okay. Fair enough. But uh, no, Boeing <laughs> Boeing released. Uh, they launched the triple seven X at the Dubai Air Show in 2013. Mm. Yeah. So that's how many years ago? 2013. That was uh, uh, November 2013. Yeah. Yeah. So that's, yeah, that's nearly. Five. Five, five years, yeah, nearly five years ago, yeah. and to date, uh, Boeing have got orders for three hundred and twenty-six. Mm.
2: It's funny is though, isn't it? We quite yeah. often say that it's like Airbus did very well at the Paris Air Show, didn't they, oh, yeah, uh, over yeah, yeah. Boeing, and yeah. yet now actually, you know, it's sort of it's sort of evening itself out a bit. Really, I think. I think
1: I think the narrow body market is so much more bigger for, for Airbus so and more. Boeing. What is the matter with your English? The no, larger. It's yeah, no, the <laughs> so na- much
2: more bigger. Right. The, the, market for, oh, wow. the market for the market
1: for the narrow body jets <laughs> is, yeah. is far more greater yeah it's than far, far than greater. for the larger yeah. aircraft and yeah, yeah, yeah. um, we've talked about this before on on previous episodes with obviously the the 747s being yes. retired mm, yeah, um, yeah. and also the a340s are mm. also they're also starting to be retired from various airlines and like we said in a few weeks back the a380 they are starting mm. to get a bit you know the airlines are kind of starting to go. I
2: mean more I, I, I use the coaching industry as an example only because it's something that I have experience with, but the the, the, the the dream, if you like, with most coach companies is that actually they aim to have vehicles that are no more than ten years old. Mm. I'm surprised like airlines perhaps don't have I mean obviously the cost involved in buying an aeroplane is you know, huge. Yeah. But uh, I'm surprised, if you like, that 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 some airlines don't sort of adopt that same model where they try and have, uh, you know, craft that are sort of say less than 15 years old. I don't know. Is 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 that is is there? Uh, I may as well throw this at, at our, our pilots here. The I mean, is is that a a target that airlines aim for, or is it more about fuel efficiency and and things like yeah, that? I
5: mean, our airline. Certainly they set an age limit to their aircraft and they sell
4: them off when they get to a certain age and buy new ones in. The mm. the key is cycles. Right. For the short haul aircraft, especially low cost, uh, what was the aircraft I was on yesterday? That was 11 years old and it had 32,000 cycles on it.
2: Right. Whereas uh,
4: a 747 that's been flying around for 30 years might just have that amount of cycles on it.
2: Mm.
4: So I guess the short haul stuff wears out a lot quicker, that's where they get rid of them. But maybe the, the long haul guys, I mean, look at BA with their seven four seven, some of their four uh, hundreds are really getting on now. Yeah. Uh, but they still they've still got the life in the airframe. Mm.
3: Mm-hmm. Nevs, Nev's crying.
4: <laughs> <laughs> no, I,
3: I, I mean that those those seven four seven four hundreds have still got a lot of life left in them. I think because they've just gone through a, a big refurbishment program as well, and mm. uh, they're planning on flying those into into the twenty twenties. I think, and of course, they they've paid for them years ago. So yeah. but of mm. course the, um, the the trend towards multi-engine aircraft, in other words, you know more than two, more than is, two is, yeah. is reducing somewhat, especially on the North Atlantic routes. But they seem to be able to uh, make them work. because... Because the uh, the aircraft are relatively cheap, um, but, uh, because I mean, uh, the capital cost has been paid
2: for. As, as you say, though, I mean, as and again, as they're saying in this story, of course, um, because the price of fuel, if you like, has gone down dramatically, it is actually you know making the four engine the ones that they've already bought and paid for, if you see what I mean, are, are suddenly more cost effective because the, the fuel price is so much lower. They're not gaining much by you know spending out all this money on on the on the yeah. newer lighter airframes, I suppose. Yeah.
5: Yep. Also, the big sort of mix-up to the, the whole industry is the 321neo, because it's got a 4,000-mile range. Wow. That's really shaking everything up, because you can cross the Atlantic with one of these now. Mm. Mm. Yeah. They're obviously much smaller and cheaper to run. Mm. Yeah, but not true.
1: quite as comfy, AC Airbus
5: <laughs> reference. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and obviously, you can fly those on the standard 320 family, so mm. airlines are able to stretch their legs without having to retrain their pilots. Good point. Yeah, but the
2: pas- yeah.
1: the passengers aren't, though. Able to stretch. Well, that's, legs, no, that's good point. Yeah. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, that. I don't care about them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We don't worry about them. So you know, it's just cattle,
2: isn't it? It's, uh, I always call it cattle class. <laughs> know, it's, it's just one of those. Just but, in reference to the live
5: chat, Barbara Parrish has said, uh, Do we have our own A320 that we fly around the world like John Travolta? <laughs> I wish we did. And I also wish that we had enough money to burn 18 tons of fuel yesterday. <laughs> yeah, yeah, that, that is <laughs> true. Yeah, yeah, yeah absolutely. <laughs> if only, yeah. Never mind. Do one you, day. Yeah.
1: Do you still want that Ford Mustang? Nev <laughs> oh yes I, I still
3: think that, that's an appropriate bit. Yeah, uh, okay. agree
6: to, uh, yeah. Yeah.
1: so moving on to the next story uh, Nev and this one's for you
3: yeah this is in the mail online of course we are just talking about uh, um, flights with fewer engines this is a flight with lots of engines and of course because it's on the mail online there's lots of uppercase text. Lots well. of shouting!
7: <laughs>
2: Lots of shouting. Yes. Yes,
5: it says
3: that the world's largest plane with a wingspan longer than a football field oh. fires up its six engines Ooh. for the first time ahead of 2019 test flight. And this is named Strato Launch. The colossal aircraft successfully fired all of its six Pratt & Whitney turbofan engines, each weighing 8,940 pounds, or four, uh, four tons, for the first time this Week. The plane is the vision of Microsoft co-founder Paul Allen who wants it to act as a giant air pad in the sky, allowing payloads to reach space faster and at a lower cost than existing technologies. The aircraft is so huge, if it sat in the centre of a football field, it would be wide enough for its wings to reach 12.5 sorry, 12.5 feet or 3.8 metres beyond each goalpost. Instead of a satellite, the Strato launch airplane could launch a Dream Chaser spe- spaceship ship this could act in a mini shuttle to reach low earth orbit destinations and return astronauts or payloads to a runway within 24 hours test flights were expected for 2016 and 2017 but project delays have pushed back the date to sometime in 2019 and it says that the strato launch team completed fuel testing of all six fuel tanks to ensure their proper operation at the company's uh, facility in the Mojave Air and Spaceport in California, each of the six tanks were filled independently to check their fill mechanisms were working correctly, and to uh, and to that they were that that they were properly sealed. In addition to f- fuel testing, engineers began testing the flight control system. So far, they have exercised uh, the fuel limits of motion and rate of deflection of the wings, control surfaces, and stabilisers. Building up to this week's engine tests, electrical, pneumatic, and fire detection detection systems were also given a once-over. Writing on the Strato launch website, CEO... Jean Floyd, or was that Jean Floyd, if he's uh, French? Um, (laughs) Engine testing was conducted with a build-up approach and consisted of three phases. First as a dry motor, where we used an auxiliary power unit to charge the engine. Next as a wet motor, where we introduced fuel. And finally, each engine was started one at a time and allowed to idle. In these initial tests, each of the six engines operated as expected. Over the next few months, they plan to continue to test the aircraft's engines at higher power levels and varying configurations. configurations culminating in the start of taxi tests on the runway and Paul Allen unveiled the world's largest aircraft at the start of June. And uh, this is a bit of a monster, really, isn't it? But it's it's just, beast, isn't it just concerns it? me slightly that anything involved Microsoft. Um, <laughs> well, Can't imagine
2: you know.
3: why. Blue screen <laughs> of death. Yeah,
2: yeah, yeah, yeah. Don't talk to me about blue screen of death. I've had enough yeah. of those for today. Thank you.
1: No, what, why, Liz Piper.
3: That's all I'm saying. Yeah. Oh,
1: <laughs> what, what do you think of this one, guys? Come on, Matt and Andy. This is what, uh, Why has
5: it got two cockpits? Which one of the pilots sit in? <laughs> That's a good point. Yeah, yeah. Well, one in each. Perhaps you sit oh, one in each. One
4: of them looks like it's painted on oh perhaps it's, one. Just, it's, perhaps it's just yeah. like for show yeah <laughs> I think it is the, the bottom one looks like it's for sure and the one on the right looks like it's a real thing I also don't get why they've used such a, talking about new technology and that why they've used four Pratt and Whitney four thousand uh, sorry six of them from a 747 why didn't they use something new yeah yeah. Exactly. yeah very true, true Very true. good point yeah absolutely is, is it
2: because possibly playing devil, devil's advert here is because it's a, a tried and tested engine maybe perhaps it's one possibly, that, yeah. that they're it happy with there's no point in redeveloping the wheel he says or, or if, if actually if the, <laughs> no if one Cap- else wants them exactly well,
6: yeah. Yes,
1: yeah. Oh, we've got Nick a prodigy of Nick here I think, yeah. but <laughs> I, think if, I think if Captain Nick was on there he'd, he'd be saying something along the lines of now, well there's plenty of them in the desert to use right <laughs> okay. yeah. Yeah. very enough so i've got uh, that in there nick if you're listening yeah, Nick, okay yeah, yeah, i've so helped
2: he'll, you be, there. he'll be very proud of you i'm quite yeah. sure but uh i mean <laughs> I, I was running the the sort of like the the simulation video if you like uh whilst nev was talking there but actually uh the picture that the the real life picture here is it's it's, it's a frightening thing isn't I'll it i'll tell I you mean, what if you're a passenger a on there
1: i mean what what if the toilets are in that side it, and right. not the other side i mean they may put Two lots of toilets. <laughs> yeah. and I
2: think you're. Uh, I think you're, through right. the wing. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> put, I think w- put, I th-
1: it put the whole idea of wing walking to a whole new uh, level. Oh mm. dear lord! Right. Yeah. Yeah.
2: Okay. Flight okay. level. I think. Yeah. I um, think we should move on. <laughs> uh, so the next
1: story. Uh, this uh, this story is on the IndianExpress.com. Oh, some blimey. interesting pictures of this one actually. Yes. Oh, um, all right. Yeah. Okay. Sorry. Hint. And taken. the uh, <laughs> yes, Matt. And the head the headline. After nearly 24 hours, spice jet aircraft that overshot
2: runway towed away. Is that a joke name, by spice. No, <laughs> I mean, isn't it? it's a real. It's just a, real uh, I can't help airline. but find it slightly ironic no. that, uh, that an Indian um, called SpiceJet. Yeah, 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 sorry, it is, really. I just cut it. anyway. Yeah. So the Spice Jet yeah. aircraft,
1: uh, Sierra Golf Seven Zero Three. I personally love an Indian. Uh, <laughs> I do as well. <laughs> Varansi to Mumbai was carrying 183 passengers who were deplaned safely. So uh, almost uh, it's over 24 hours uh, since the aircraft overshot the main runway and skidded off into or onto a unpaved surface. A surface, sorry, on Tuesday night and um, it was uh, eventually towed away on Wednesday, so a team of 89 workers skilled in emergency operations worked amid continuous rain to lift the wheels of the aircraft stuck in the mud off the runway. Uh, The Spice Jet aircraft, Sierra Gulf 703, um, the Varanasi to Mumbai, was carrying 183 passengers who were deplaned safely. Officials at the airport said that a non-stop rain and the pressure to manage operations had delayed the removal of the aircraft. the runway. As many as 89 people worked together to remove the aircraft weighing 85 tonnes. However continuous rain made the task difficult an ATC official said. On Wednesday before the craft was removed it had been decided that the main runway could not be operational until 6 a.m. on Thursday. It was not known till late if the main runway had become operational. This is one of the biggest disruptions of the uh, main runway at the Chaturpati Shivaji. Again, again another Indian airport. dish. It sounds delicious. Uh, uh, it's a
3: great scoring scrabble there. Thank <laughs>
1: you. Uh, this is the biggest incident to uh, to disrupt the air, uh, airport since September 20 uh, 2005 uh, mm. when a Turkish Airlines plane skidded off due to excessive rainfall. Uh, the Airbus A340 aircraft have been removed after three days. So they've the got a bit of an issue here with runway surface being wet, I think. Yeah. Um, so. Um, um, Uh, The percolation of water at specific patches on the runway after heavy rain reflects neglect and the preventive measures taken. A major mishap was averted and corrective action needs to be taken, another uh, safety uh, expert has added. So, uh, an inquiry has been initiated by the Aircraft Accident Investigation Bureau, the AAIB, to look into the incident. Uh, Our officer has started preliminary investigations. Uh, No reason can be gauged before the inquiry is over, B.S. Ray, Deputy Director of the AAIB, said. Uh, Mumbai Airport uses a primary and main runway and a secondary runway for uh, flight operations. While operations at the main runway can go up to 45 to 48 flights in an hour, the secondary runway can handle 38 flights at a given time Through thir- uh, though 35 flights operate per hour out of secondary way, we operate a maximum of 38 flights from here on Wednesday so it's safe to say this uh, incident proved to be quite a, uh, a pain for the airport and put okay. the, air- the runway out of action mm. uh, be interesting to know what other contributing factors um, you know Ha- didn't help for this plane obviously mm. they couldn't stop at the end of the runway and um, okay. yeah, it's, it's made quite a mess of the, the uh, aircraft. Yeah, it's I think, I think it's, this it's is it's gonna need a, a bit of a jet wash.
2: It's, it's, it's dug its own path I think that's the best yeah. way to describe yeah. it it's uh, made a bit of a mess there. Yes,
1: it's, uh, I mean airliners land in heavy rain and stuff all the time and it, yeah. it usually does boil down a lot of cases of these to to the runway surface H- yeah. not having enough drainage uh, has been yeah. an issue in the past with some okay. uh, runways. But uh, what, Matt and Andy, you're obviously pilots here. Come on. Any uh, any ideas what possibly could have gone wrong here?
4: Well, going by mm. what's written in that article, 83 tonnes is about 12 tonnes above max landing weight. Dart is for one of those. <laughs> well, that's probably
5: a bit of um, Wikipedia, Janice, and they probably. <laughs> oh, I don't uh, think they landed how, at ra- tons yeah. I'm sure you've,
4: <laughs> you've heard of the old adage of all the horses and the Swiss cheese have got to line up, so I'm sure oh, yeah. many. Many things that caused this. So as I don't really know what happened. And as a pilot, I wouldn't like to properly speculate. Uh, no, of course not. No, no. absolutely. <laughs> um, yeah. But, I, but, I mean, but you could you it's could,
2: could it's maybe offer an... a light insight, perhaps in <laughs> a, or, or a slight it insight will... as to, to
1: what kind of alter or uh, alternative preparations you make for landing on an incredibly
5: wet runway. Well, we have performance calculations yeah. for certain conditions, so you can put standing water certainly on the Airbus we have electronic flight bags so we can just put the performance in Mm. um, and it will calculate that and you can put the depth of the water in Um, but obviously I don't know what their situation was of course, if you listen to our episode on aquaplaning, nice in plug. There. Very, very good plug. plug. I like plug. it very
2: well. Uh, applause, I think, there. Nice, <laughs> nicely <laughs> shoehorned in. Excellent. Well, Which well.
5: is generic, that episode, so you don't have to be an Airbus pilot for that.
2: Splendid. One. Good. Excellent. Excellent. Uh, what, what about someone with zero pilot skills whatsoever? Uh, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. AKA well, me. Works. It basically
4: yeah. tells you what to do should you experience aquaplaning. Splendid. Okay. <laughs> yes. Right. Here we go. Okay. What about in my coach? <laughs> yeah. Yeah, yeah. The principles <laughs> would work on there as well. Yeah. I like yeah. it.
2: I like this a yeah. lot.
1: Yes, this is this is. Good. You'll have to look through the pa- the pretty yeah, back episodes, Matt. I will. No, I will. Yeah. I will. Okay. I will. I'll send you the link. Yeah, I'll, the link. I'll, <laughs>
2: I'll, I'll squeeze it into the other things I don't have time yeah. for. It'll be great. Yes. It'll be fine. Have you any idea how much preparation goes I into these clips show each week. week? I know, but you you do nothing all day. <laughs> <laughs> you just anyway. drive around a forklift all day. Why oh, Okay, <laughs> all right. Anyway, so moving on to the next okay. story. Yeah, that'll be me next, won't it? Yes, mm. this is uh, on Flight Global a great source as you know for warm awesome in- source. Yeah, absolutely. And the headline on this particular story is temperature beh- temperature error behind Sunwing 737's near overrun. Uh, so preliminary analysis indicates that a temperature data entry error introduced during takeoff calculations resulted in a Sunwing Airlines Boeing 737-800 almost failing to become airborne. During departure from Belfast, the airline's thrust setting was grossly low, says the UK Air Accidents Investigation Branch, and it barely managed to lift off from runway 07. It was uh, low enough to strike an approach light, just 35 centimetres tall, uh, located 29 metres beyond the end of the runway, some 1,500 metres past the runway end. Uh, The aircraft was still only 220 feet above um, the airport's elevation. Now, this is one thing that really annoys me when we have stories like this, and I apologise. (laughs) Stories? Stories like this, is that throughout the entire story, they have been using metric measurements and then you get to the last line where it moves from meters to feet. That just really annoys me. Anyway, uh, it's um, is there some reason for that? Have I missed some? Anyway, uh, uh,
5: well, in aviation, we would use we use um, meters for runway length and we okay. use height for feet. So that's probably right. Go. Okay, oh, well, fair enough. All right,
2: yeah, no, I'll I'll take that. I'll shut <laughs> up. <laughs> Amen to that. Investigators, uh, investigators determined that the thrust setting delivered an engine speed of just eighty one point five percent of N one, uh, which the inquiry says was significant significantly below the correct level of 93.3. Examination of the crew's electronic flight bag calculations showed they had been performed correctly before entry into the flight management computer, but simulation of the entry procedure showed that that erroneously entering uh, top of climb air temperature rather than the airport temperature uh into a specific field on the computer would have generated the low thrust setting the inquiry says uh this is only credible uh, this is the only credible path which could have created the situation the aircraft involved in the incident uh Charlie Foxtrot Whiskey Golf Hotel was equipped with an earlier version of flight management computer software which did not feature a cross check between the temperature entered by the crew and that detected by the aircraft's probes. Uh, Investigators uh, believe the aircraft reached its V1 decision speed um, of 144 knots with around 900 meters of the runway remaining. The crew had realized the aircraft was not accelerating normally. Crucially, an analysis of takeoff performance found that that had the aircraft suffered an engine failure at V1, it might not have had sufficient performance to climb safely away although it would have su- had sufficient room to stop if the crew had aborted takeoff. The inquiry also found that the Crow did not advance the thrust levers above 81.5 N1 setting until it had reached a height of 800 feet. Investigators investigators have recommended that US regulators mandate implementation of an updated flight management software, including the cross-check. None of the occupants, comprising of 179 passengers and six crew, were injured during the incident, which occurred on the 21st of July as the aircraft departed for Corfu now Nev. I think you've um, yeah Nev's got a bit of yeah uh, you've your... got something that that uh, you've been looking up yeah, on this particular I, I had a story. look at the uh, yeah.
3: AAIB um, investigation and they've done one of their special bulletins and special normally means naughty Oh! Or inter- <laughs> okay. or, uh, interim yeah. or yes. something like okay. that and they're always right. very careful not not to blame the crew or they try and do that. But th- something doesn't quite ring true with me here because obviously um, in most takeoffs you're not using uh, max takeoff thrust. You you, you don't need it there's enough runway or yeah. the temperature is fine and you, you don't need you haven't got enough you you're not particularly heavy but this 737 uh, had 179 people on board with bags and maybe some cargo as well and they're going to corfu from belfast international which is probably a four hour flight roughly something like that so they're going to be fairly heavy and um i understand that obviously they're, they're doing an assumed uh temperature takeoff here so they're putting all the uh, data into the uh, electronic flight bag as it mentioned but it's all very well putting all this data in but sometimes you've just got to have a look at it uh, and go does that look right mm. and i think that's Uh, one of the things that was missing here um, because you can put all the data in you like and I think the the Airbus terminology is is flex for this which is again is an assumed temperature so that the uh, aircraft's engines aren't producing full thrust Mm. but uh, coming back to a level of uh, 81.5% of N1 uh, with a heavy aircraft and I forget what Belfast International's uh, runways is about 9,500 feet I think Um, but um, that just doesn't feel quite right and i don't know what you guys think uh you uh, a320 chaps but uh I think
5: fl- we would probably flex off that runway but yeah what doesn't ring true to us is that they put the cruise Chocolate temperature cream. in yeah i don't yeah. think that's that's probably some german journal- journalism where they've yeah sort of are you suggesting there may be between lines because <laughs> there, there, there may be some that, inaccuracies, inaccuracies in the be story nowhere near anything else
2: yeah I mean, it's uh, it, it is a sort of strange story, and presumably, I mean, they were saying that they they did confess that they were operating with outdated um, sort of um, software, weren't they, on on the actual flight bag uh, side of things? So, uh, I presume this is a fault that's been corrected in a later version.
4: Then, judging by, by I think um... it's the the actual FMS software that uh, is outdated because that doesn't because uh, on the newer ones it the, it looks at the actual outside temperature and says are you sure about that? Right, but uh, yeah. Cross-checking is a big thing in the industry at the minute now because there's there's a lot of incidents like this that have been occurring now, and yeah. I think uh, who, well, uh, someone they operate for uh, Thompson, don't they? So they've, they've probably um, changed their processes now after yeah.
5: that. Yeah.
4: I mean, yeah. Airbus themselves have actually led a lot of
5: changes that has had to be fed down into airlines with cross-checking. So, you know, even the manufacturers are are really forcing the airlines to do this and change their mm. procedures. And just <laughs> for the chat, Andy's the one with the beard.
2: Right.
5: Everyone's asking pictures <laughs> <which> is where. <which>. enough <laughs> <laughs> okay, <laughs> Yes. And do you jog around East Midlands Airport?
4: Not because you're the pilot without the beard. <laughs> yeah. Oh, me? No, I don't. Definitely don't, no. John, do we look like we jog? not chance. Yeah,
2: I, I, I've got a phrase that I use that is like, I'm built for comfort, not speed. Uh, that's, that that's where I go. But... There's a reason we chose a job where we're forced
5: to sit down and fed. Fair point. <laughs> yeah, I like it. Yes, that's a joke of genius. Nice. Oh.
2: nice to know the chat room are up to their usual standard of highbrow questioning. Yes. And also a great bit of investigating there by yeah. you, Nev. Well done. <laughs> Very good yes absolutely so, so th-
3: this was a, a bit of a close shave uh, gents wasn't it mm. uh, that was um, you know there, there, was, there was no options left there uh, so uh, yeah yes, so uh, bit, and
2: presumably the naughty boy briefing as as I like to refer to it has perhaps indicated um, you know ways of ensuring it, such things don't happen again of course I mean it's um...
3: as uh, both Andy and Matt just said you know that's the whole purpose of cross checking -checking. to make sure that that the the figures are uh, what they really should be for for the runway conditions and temperature and weights and everything
2: something basically didn't really go according to you know something wasn't done perhaps if during pre flight checks he says yeah. choosing his words in carefully. Uh, okay, so well, I think we should move on before any of us get sued. Well the next the <laughs> next story is next story is, is quite appropriate for uh the, the um
1: well the, the Berlin meetup actually oh, okay. that's going right. oh, on yes. at the moment. Yeah okay. so Nev Never watched yeah, this it's one on the,
3: on the Fox News web sh- website. Uh, well, that also, must be true uh, then. Yeah, the yeah, absolutely. Fake news. Fake yes.
2: news. <laughs> <laughs> uh,
3: but it says that Jet 2 passenger spots beer in cockpit after landing at British Airport. <gasps> and um, Ooh, a Steve Lewis of Northamptonshire said that he was shocked upon landing at Birmingham Airport and seeing a can of Stella Artois <laughs> sitting between the pilots. Poor choice. Uh, the plane had landed and the seatbelt light came on. I stood up to get my suitcase and. And as I did, the cockpit door opened and I noticed the can, said Lewis, according to the Metro. I turned to my partner, Stephen, who didn't believe me at first, but then he noticed you could clearly see the Stella branding. I was so shocked. I couldn't understand why there was alcohol in the cockpit, added Lewis, who also snapped a photo of the beer. He reportedly complained to the airline about it, too, but was initially told that his photo couldn't have been taken aboard his flight. This is what upset me the most. I explained to her that I could prove that it was taken on the Alicante to Birmingham flight. And she replied, saying that the can had been given to the pilot for safekeeping, said Lewis. (laughs) And uh, Jet (laughs) 2 has since released a statement in response to Lewis's photograph, though they claimed the beer had simply been handed off to the cabin crew by a passenger upon landing. Upon further investigation of the photograph, we can confirm that it is an unopened can which had been handed to a member of our cabin crew by a customer when they were leaving the aircraft, said Jet Mm 2 in a statement obtained by the Metro. This unopened can was then put down in the cockpit by a member of cabin crew so that she could continue helping customers as they disembarked. Lewis, meanwhile, isn't entirely satisfied with Jet 2's explanation. It even had a napkin underneath, which... It- which is how they serve drinks to passengers. So I'm a bit sceptical as to whether there was whether it was there because someone had left it. Said Lewis, who is now seeking an admission of wrongdoing from the airline. It concerns me that alcohol is even allowed in the cockpit, uh, whether it was open or not. And I um, just I think it's a story It's
1: so yeah. funny. just amused me though. Come yeah. on, come on, Matt and Andy, give us your give us your uh, your input into this.
4: Well, my biggest concern is if he's that concerned that we can't be trusted to have any alcohol on board the flight deck without drinking it. <laughs> what well, you, it guess, do, uh, they they Never do. <laughs> <laughs> yeah.
2: Well, good point. Yes. Yeah. I think that's. I think that's fair. I did. I think
1: we. I think we have to ask. How many stories have we run in the last six, eight months that involve jet two and alcohol?
2: Yeah, not normally in but the flight. Deck, normally, it's, it's, it's normally, normally in the cabin. You know, it's usually World War Three breaking out behind them. <laughs> to be fair, but uh, yeah, it's a bit of a. It's a bit, as you say, I think as Nev <laughs> says, it's perhaps a little bit of a non-story because uh, yeah. I'm pretty sure. I mean,
5: it's on the it's on the ground, isn't it? I mean, I know our airline they have a policy that there's no alcohol containers even allowed yeah. in. So even if you bought some duty free, you wouldn't be allowed yeah. it in the flight deck. But and there and there is
2: clearly um if you look at that photograph there is clearly cabin crew there unless um the pilots are wearing you know very appropriate in fact
5: yeah <laughs> it looks like the cabin crew is sound a jump seat yeah yeah, yeah. She's, yeah. In she's in there yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah.
2: absolutely it, it, i agree so uh, I, I i don't know it's perhaps a, perhaps it was her birthday it perhaps it was a, her birthday and yeah. she was celebrating with a can of Stella stellar <laughs> <laughs> yes okay good <laughs> <Ugh>. other <laughs> so, other far better beers are available
1: anyway perfect. so moving yes. on the last story is uh, on flight global and uh, this uh, last story, then this headline is: Probe opens into Emirates A380 descent below glide slope. So, United Arab, Arab Emirates investigators are probing a serious incident during which an Emirates Airbus A380 descended below the glide slope during an approach into Moscow's Domodedovo. I beg your pardon. Begins with D <laughs> and ends with O. <laughs> Domodedovo. Okay, moving on. (laughs) Uh, The General Civil Aviation Authority's Accident Investigation Division tells Flight Global that the incident occurred on the 10th of September. It says the aircraft had been transporting 446 occupants comprising of 420 passengers and 26 crew when the incident occurred on the approach to runway 14 right. No injuries or damage to the aircraft were reported, says the authority. Russia's counterpart, the Interstate Aviation Committee, has yet to comment on the situation. Under aviation regulations, it would be the lead investigation agency for the event neither authority has indicated the extent of the deviation nor has the type of approach been disclosed although the runway is equipped with ILS Emirates uh, operates twice daily to uh, this particular airport, with the latter flight EK-131 operated by an A380. The approach was conducted around sunset. Meteorological data for the airport indicates clear weather and good visibility at the time. So come on in, guys. What is a descent below glide slope for our listeners? Hi,
7: everyone.
5: Go on. Okay, Um, So... If you're not aware of the glide slope, that's the beam that's sent up from the runway to give us a, a projection to come down. So that's the angle that we come okay. in to land yeah. at and you're protected when you're on the, what we call the glide slope. If you then go below that glide slope, then obviously you're closer to the ground than you should to be. So on this, they've obviously, according to this, gone, gone below that, but there isn't actually very much detail on here. So mm-hmm. unless any more information comes out, it's pretty hard to comment on it, really, to be honest. Not enough not, not enough that? data really
4: yeah, I mean it says that come below glide slope, but no indication of deviation, nor has the type of approach been disclosed i mean it just all seems a bit it's a bit vague, perhaps
2: yeah not to yeah, yeah. not, not yeah. to
4: get us towards Sioux territory, but uh, yeah, it all seems very very vague.
2: Hmm. Yeah, agreed. And but, but perhaps it's because there is an investigation still ongoing yeah. into it. Perhaps as to why yeah. all of the details haven't been have and, not but, been Have any of you guys
1: flown into uh, Domo Domodoro de Airport? <laughs>
2: um
5: I haven't personally. No, no, me yeah. neither. No. no, But I know it's. Um, they use meters instead of feet there, so you have to use a table to convert oh, wow. um, oh. all the all the altitudes there. You have to okay. convert them all because. Or the autopilot system on the Airbuses use feet. I think right. the
4: 380 has uh, an option where you it? That can be purchased Switch. with it, which I guess okay. Emmett will have it. I assume it. so. But yeah. can, you can just press a button and voila, as modern aviation is now, it's all there for you. Yeah. Well, yeah. <laughs> That's
2: got to be the way forward. It's just, it saves somebody breaking out the, conver- the conversion table anyway. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So then that brings
1: uh, the commercial news segment to a close. And uh, we have got coming up for you next, uh, well, it's, uh, it's the passenger experience it segment is indeed, from yes, Nev. So, so after <laughs> that, we're going to have a chat uh, with uh, Matt and Andy. Um, but Nev, if you want to introduce your amazing segment, uh, Fire
3: Away. Thank you very much indeed, Carlos. Yeah, well, I'm talking with Liz Piper again. Um, This is the flight she took between um, Heathrow and Toronto, going back home after she'd she'd been over in in the UK for a week or so. And um, quite interesting about some of the service levels she experienced there. And um, I did a Skype call with her. And uh, so off we go. Let's have a listen. Hello again, it's Nev here with Nev's Passenger Experience. Uh, I'm in the studio this week, but uh, I'm talking to a lady who we've spoken to before. Uh, She's some three and a half thousand miles away over in Toronto, and it's Liz Piper. Hello, Liz.
8: Hi, Nev. Great to talk to you again. Yeah,
3: thanks very much indeed for uh, chatting. Well, we're going to talk about your journey back from Heathrow to Toronto because you managed to get yourself an upgrade, although you did have to pay for it because it's on the on the bidding system with Air Canada, isn't it? T- tell me, just remind me how that works.
8: Thanks, Nev. Yeah, yeah. It, it was a new experience for me, that's for sure. And I think it's a relatively new um, facility that Air Canada is offering, although I know a lot of other airlines have it. So about three weeks before I left Toronto, I got an email from Air Canada asking me if I'd like to upgrade and I chose to and you put in a bid, as you said, um, and they give you an indication of whether it's low, all right, or I did put in a high one, so I don't Mm -hmm. know, but I assume they would say that. Um, So anyway, then it just sits there and a a couple of days before you, I, I asked for the upgrade on the way home and so a couple of days before I flew home from Heathrow, I got an email from Air Canada saying, um, you've been upgraded. So uh, I was pretty happy. And um, it was, I have flown business before, not for quite a long time. And I I was really quite interested to have the experience again. So, and it's always sort of a nice treat.
3: Mm, certainly. Right. So tell us all about it. Tell us all about the, the check-in. And was there any sort of fast track stuff on on the way through to the uh, the check-in?
8: Well, absolutely. I just want to back up a minute and say, first of all, thank you for making the first part of the trip so great because not only did Nev drive me right to Heathrow, he insisted on parking the car and walking me into the terminal, which was really great of you, Nev. Thank you very much. All right,
3: standard service, ma'am, standard service.
8: Um, Anyway, so yeah, and you were able to actually find where the priority check-in was for Air Canada and absolutely no line there. I just strolled up to the lady and... It was fast. It was uh, absolutely no hassle at all. And then you walked me over to uh, what, yes, I believe is termed the fast track security line at Heathrow, which I think, Nev, correct me if I'm wrong, is only open for first and business class passengers. That's right, So that's where we said our goodbyes. And I did glance over and look at the regular line and it was pretty long, but mm. in the fast track, it was again, incredibly easy, a very nice facility. I don't think we have anything like that here. Um, so I would say there were only maybe 10 passengers going through it at the time I was there. So a uh, very quick through there, no hassles, no issues. And then, uh, as you know because you're the king of the lounges uh one of the features that you get access to is a lounge and air canada has what they call their maple leaf lounge at heathrow so i made my way there which is a a bit of a trek from the the place that you come through security you go down a long escalator and i guess you go under some runways and stuff because you're going quite a long way but you get over to the area where the gates are and uh, I found the lounge, no problem. And it's, it's really, I thought, very nicely done. Lots of blonde maple wood and sort of Canadian quote unquote touches, very mm. nice. I was there around nine o'clock in the morning. So the offering was breakfast and it was a buffet, but there was someone there if you wanted them to make you an omelet or whatever. So lots of lovely cushy leather chairs with lots of plugs for your electronics. So. I got a nice breakfast and just sat and did lots of plane watching, which was lovely. Um, And then uh, the plane was due to depart at noon, so I would say around 11-ish. I just wandered down toward the gate, which was pretty close by to the lounge. And again, a nice uh, boarding experience there because, you know, you do get a a priority boarding. And um, it's funny, when I got on, I thought to myself, I probably could have bid a bit lower because there were quite a few empty business class seats. But (laughs) anyway, you get on board, um, as I think is probably standard procedure, even before they've closed the doors, they're offering you a tray of uh, fizzy wine or orange juice or fizzy water. And I had some water, I think, at that point. And then they do give you right away a very nice menu with several options for food on it. And it says right at the top of the menu that they're actually going to do the meal service fairly quickly after takeoff. But you can request a later meal, which really appealed to me, seeing as I had just tucked into a fairly nice Hmm, breakfast. So I did ask for a later one. So I had a couple of glasses of wine and some nice nuts and listened to a couple of APGs on the way home. And um, all in all, it was really nice. The food, I thought, was good i thought it probably did suffer a bit from me waiting several hours for them to serve it um probably it was would have been a more optimal food experience if i'd had it right away but it was it was perfectly fine i have Mm. no complaints
3: and how did it compare to the flight uh from toronto to Heathrow? because you was it premium economy or was it economy you flew
8: no i flew economy with a bulkhead seat so i was the row right behind premium economy it, i mean i had lots of re- okay so flying over to heathrow was a dreamliner and flying home was a triple seven mm. i would say um i mean obviously it was a different cabin experience because i was in business as opposed to economy but i would definitely say i noticed the quiet on the dreamliner was was quite mark remarkable i thought that the triple seven was definitely noisier mm. We had on-time departures and on-time arrivals, which is always pleasant to experience. And uh, it, it was, it, I, w- I was p- pleasantly surprised, honestly, Nev, because Air Canada gets a lot of bashing here because it's sort of the national airline and everybody loves to, loves to hate Air Canada. But I, I was pretty impressed, actually.
3: Excellent. And what, what was the food like on, in the business class cabin?
8: Uh, as I said, the three options for the main meal, um, I think there was a vegetarian option of some kind, a lamb option, which usually I would have taken because I'm a fan of lamb, but I actually took the fish and I remember Jen saying, never take the fish, but (laughs) I actually, I actually did have the fish and it was really good. But it was quite cute when they were actually doing the earlier meal service, this young male flight attendant who was serving in the cabin came by and he said you're having your meal later is that right and I said yes and he said you know what I'm going to bring you some ice cream anyway because he said we have ice cream and he said in a few hours it'll probably just be a big puddle so he said would you like some ice cream now (laughs) so yeah I took the ice cream I have to admit
3: that's a nice touch isn't it that's great and what about the other end getting off at Pearson is there any priority uh, baggage handling or or do you have to mix it with the the great unwashed uh, in the arrivals hall
8: yeah, uh, we have to obviously clear customs when we come back in. There's absolutely no priority through our customs or immigration. It, it, but but it's very automated at Pearson now. Mm. Um, you actually do it through a kiosk, and then you just hand a little slip to an, an officer. So that was very fast. And yes, we do get priority baggage in the in sense of by the time I got to the carousel, my bag was already there. Yeah. So um, you know, I guess they're first off. I guess they arrange the bag so that they're first off. So I would say from the time we pulled up to the gate to the time I actually got out and got into a car to go home was 20 minutes, maybe, which awesome. is pretty good. Yeah, that's very good, isn't it? That's excellent. And
3: uh, what what about um, the next time you come over? Because you've, you've now done the business class thing. Um, it's probably very tempting to, to do that again, isn't it?
8: Absolutely. I mean, you, you just hit the nail on the head there Deb, because I kind of think, oh, my God, now I'm super spoiled because I did enjoy the whole experience, the lounge experience, the the whole um, cabin experience and, and um, the service was lovely. So I would probably bid on it again. Um, you know, you have to just I, I think in everything like this, you have to have a number in your head that you're willing to pay and, and not go over that and say, the experience is worth this to me and having had a positive experience I I would definitely bid on it again and see where it goes so yeah I I would I would I would love to do it again
3: well that's really interesting Liz and thanks so much indeed for talking to us once again about your passenger
8: experience thanks Neb. my pleasure
2: and as <sighs> always, never an absolutely fantastic uh, segment. I, I, I love Liz, Liz to bits. I really do because she was she was so <laughs> great in pitch. Bless her. She spent the entire time driving us all round, didn't she? Bless her. She was our, yeah, our she was taxi great, great, very much. So nice. I must say, yeah. I don't know. I don't know a lot about this um, uh, thing that that she was talking about, where uh, this bidding for um, um, like first class seats. So presumably, uh, the bidding takes place if all the first first class seats haven't gone. Essentially.
3: Yeah, what what happens is and I've just noticed this because I'm gonna to go to I'm going to Brazil uh, for work in October and I'm flying uh, TAP via Lisbon yep. and the, I've noticed the same thing on on the check-in there obviously my, my boss has booked me the cheapest flight possible um, which uh, I will have to try and find a way of upgrading myself there's a little slider control right um, and there's a little um, level meter that goes with it as well as you move it along to say whether that's a, a good bid a reasonable oh, bid. Okay, or or right. a poor bid, and y- you won't really know until very close to the flight whether your bid has been How successful. Close you're being.
2: Or not. Yeah, okay.
3: It's supposed. Yeah, it's. Uh, I guess it is cheaper than just buying a ticket outright.
2: I assume. I mean,
3: it almost certainly will be, but it's all about the load factor as well, and, and whether yeah. you're, you're chosen for the upgrade. But of course, I say the upgrade. You will be paying for it, of course. Yeah. Well, that is true.
2: So uh, now, listen, guys. We're going to uh, move on to another segment. Just before the show started, we were um having a little chat with a certain meetup that uh, is taking place so i'll leave it to carlos to introduce so with a
1: change to the usual program we've had a very special call in via skype all the way from berlin and uh, it's a bit of an apg meetup. there's everyone there and uh, everyone in his and his and his parent really i think you know <laughs> yeah, yeah, and his cat so uh, yeah, yeah. we're gonna go straight over to berlin to dr steph who's in charge of the meetup
6: I don't know that I would
9: say that I'm in charge, but hello, Carlos, hello, Matt, and hello, Ned. Good to see you hey. And yeah, as you said, I'm sorry, I'm looking at the wrong direction on the iPad here, I'll try and uh, look into the camera. Um, We're here in Berlin, Germany, where Private Pilot Tillman was kind enough to uh, host a meet-up for us here tonight at the wonderful,
8: wonderful Circus (laughs) Hustle Brewery. And we've actually got quite a good group here already. Uh, We've been here for not quite an hour so
9: far. So I think what we'll
6: do is we'll just walk around and kind of introduce themselves and say hello. Yeah, you okay, that
2: sounds great. Yeah. Okay. So we're we'll introduced to a few people. Who have we got uh, sat round the table at the moment?
5: Sorry. All right. So we go round the table and uh we're going to do introductions for
9: our
6: panel. So, hi, hey, I'm Brian private pilot from the U.S. Be in you know, and it's here it. <laughs> <their people>.
2: Hi uh, guys, I'm Henry, I'm from Berlin, nice to see you guys, um, yeah,
6: looking forward to see you maybe in
1: the US or in the
2: UK okay sometime in the future, and uh, yeah, good to
6: see
9: you. Fantastic, hey. excellent, okay, <laughs> this is going very well, isn't it? Alright, we've got a whole uh, table full of misfits over here. Oh, misfits, <laughs> misfits, how rude. Hi, a your yeah, Hi, my name is Will, and I'm originally from Northern California. I'm here in California, but I'm excited to hear
6: about it. I'm excited to hear about it. Okay,
3: uh,
9: next person we have on the table. He's introductions for 45 in UK, so if everyone wants to... I don't know this guy, I've never met him before. Never ever seen him before in... My This <laughs> my dad. Oh. Hey. That's hey. hey. he uh, the merit for the marathon. So, yeah. So. Uh, Buy him a lunch. Hey guys, listen to you <laughs> a lot. <Yeah>. Hey.
2: Wow. <laughs> well, that's that's an honor indeed, honor. sir. what an honor. honor. Thank you. <laughs> yeah. Fantastic. Yes. So, who else have we got here?
6: Hello, Liz.
9: How you doing? Uh, so this uh, I just yeah, to say your name, where you're from. Sorry, I'm We're Steve, out from Ireland. Yeah. Oh wow! Hey! <laughs> 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 this is what we like to hear. Hey, just across the water, neighbours. <laughs> yeah, yeah,
2: pretty <very laughs> much. Yeah, <laughs> absolutely. So, uh, and ah, and obviously we recognise these two lovely Mascha. people. It's the lovely Masher, Masher and the lovely Fabian. Hey. Hello, guys. You all right? How you doing? Hi guys.
9: We're doing very well. Yes, so we buddy. got we got beer in our hands. <laughs> <laughs> <laughs>
2: That's what My we like to see. see. Him, Absolutely. Right. Yeah, yeah.
9: Well, then, moving along. Where from?
2: I'm David from New Zealand. Wow. Have you come all the have you come all the way from New Zealand for this?
9: Did you come all the
0: way
2: from New Zealand for this? Yes, all the way. Fantastic. Oh, cool. All right, so
9: Fantastic. We've got two more people to introduce so we've got two more people to introduce. And so I'll do the introduction for
8: Jessica
9: here. She's like, yay. Thank you. I'm Dr. Stephanie's super fan (laughs) from (laughs) Grace. School. She's one of my oldest friends and she's actually running the marathon.
2: Oh, my goodness.
6: Ooh, Fantastic. Hey. Look at that. I mean crazy person. I'm,
2: and of course and uh, and this is our marvelous host Brewmaster. of course, The Brewmaster General himself. This is this is uh the Brewmaster. <laughs>
1: you you are the <laughs> Brewmaster. Brewmaster General. <laughs> oh, well, I I just
2: like beer. Well, I'm, <laughs> I like am
6: really grateful for commercial pilots because they enable
2: me to at the same time. <laughs> <laughs> I love it. Brilliant. Absolutely <laughs> <really> <laughs> brilliant.
9: They say there's two things you never want to see how they are made.
0: Right. Sausages
9: oh. and airplanes. That's not true for beer. Come with Quite me. Quite right. Yeah, absolutely.
0: <laughs> oh, here we go.
9: Okay, it's very light in here now, yeah. but this is where the magic happens. Hello. Hey. Hi. You see a lot of stainless steel. You see Heiko and his associate here. What's your name? Andreas. Andreas and um they are working on a specialty from scotland right now oh wow which is uh, uh the first time that we're trying this and it's, uh, it's a high a scottish ale scottish ale that um they've been brewing today and wow. um, it's brewing in this little brewery uh behind us and then it's fermenting in these tanks over here so it takes about another well 10 days maybe two weeks until the magic happens that's Time takes because everything that's good takes time. Quite right. And or, or how I learned um, the other day, nothing good in life ever happens fast except if you're in a jet plane. <laughs> <laughs> um, but so um, you have to come here in about two weeks' time and try this Trail Splendid, right? <laughs> I, I'll um,
2: I'll uh, I'll book my plane ticket now. Then I think. That's all right,
9: all right. If if if, if that site is good enough to get you on a plane back. wow yeah Yay! all right okay yeah, yeah, <laughs> all right, yeah i'll give you that yeah bravo yeah yeah definitely oh
2: mate it looks amazing oh, i love i love it i love stainless steel and clean tiles it's just oh so excited that, that looks man, amazing so um uh, what uh, what other brew uh, beers do you brew there tillman
9: um, we drew uh, different specialties. Um, okay. Right now, um, or the last one that we had on um, was an amber. And that was quite good.
1: Amber and is. what's
9: on right Ooh. now is our special pill. So um, the pill that is on tap right now, Mm. Is a specialty that we are calling the Dr. Steph conversion
2: training. Oh, wow. It's what hey. it does. It
9: will convert her from an IPA connoisseur right. to a Pilsner. <laughs> <laughs> do you know? I,
2: I I admire your dedication to actually <laughs> converting Dr. Dr. her Steph. away from a Pilsner. You know, you
1: know, Dr. Steph you know, I did think message it comes
9: me. To the territory we Germans are very proud of. Well, of. Quite right.
2: Quite
3: right. She absolutely. is on her way.
9: <laughs> so.
2: No, oh, brilliant. So now now listen, Dr. Steph, you're actually there for a specific reason, aren't you? Other than obviously meeting up with these people. So you're here to do a marathon. I am. And uh, so when is that? Is that tomorrow? For the,
9: for the no, yes, I'm definitely here for the marathon. It's on Sunday. Um, oh. I think it starts around 10 a.m. global. That's okay. and... oh, tomorrow morning, right? <laughs> <Uh-oh>. <laughs> I just have drinking now. Okay, yeah, yeah. No, yeah no, that's I mean, a... Can't
6: be tomorrow
8: morning. That's why okay. this worked out so beautifully. Actually, have a day
2: to recover, sleep in a little bit, rest our legs, and um, yeah, looking forward to a nice race on Sunday. It'll be good. Sounds great. Good yeah. luck, Stan. So I suppose, seeing seeing as the main man, there, the, the the legend that is Mr. Owen Shimizu, is there as well. I suppose we ought to say yes. hello to him as well. So <laughs> there we go. Hello, Owen. How are you? Hey guys. Are you now? I, I assume copious amounts of alcohol are being consumed. You're having a nice time, I assume. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Don't drink, doctor said. So, so what is that that you have in your tankard at the moment? What is the chosen uh, beverage? This is a wonderful, uh, specialty, specialty that um that Tillman has Oh put wow! On Look at that. <laughs> that is fantastic. On tap today. That so is what I like. This says uh, special welcome. <laughs> to the Acme Airlines World Lounge. Yes. Uh, today's special on top is the Doctor Steph, Steph conversion, conversion train. Now, tra- this is what oh, I like to. Nice. This Fine. is what I like to hear. Now, now, obviously, we know that you're more of a sort of an IPA sort of person, aren't you? Under normal circumstances, Doctor Steph, you're an IPA fan, usually, aren't you? Exactly. So. This so is not
8: um, and Tillman was explaining, he can probably do a better job than I can still, but basically they did what they do best here. They bring
9: in the traditional German pills, um, but they added so, um, they went to a fruit to perfection with five ingredients of um, special malts, aromatic hops, the finest yeast, fresh Berlin water, and love.
2: So, ah, now the most fantastic. the most important ingredient there obviously is love. That's what we like to hear. So uh, I think it's safe to say that you. are Well, as I say, from all of us here, uh, we're going to wrap up now, unfortunately. But uh, from all of us here at PT UK, I hope you're having a really, really nice time. Of course, thanks they are. for taking a brief <laughs> brief time out of your celebrations to dial into the show here. It's been great to uh, see you and chat to you. And good luck, Dr. Steph, with your marathon on Sunday. The very best of Yay. luck. <laughs> We'll talk to you guys again soon. Yeah. Take yeah, care. Okay. Take care, guys. Bye. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.
6: Woo-hoo. Bye, guys.
0: Bye. Find this and other great shows at the Aviation Media Network.
7: The
9: voicesinyourhead.com.
2: website www.planetalkinguk.com
9: or find us on facebook at facebook.com forward slash UK. on twitter via at UK or get in touch via email on podcast at plaintalkinguk.com. thanks Thanks for for listening
6: flyby 5823 Trent Dane for 23R Manchester with air 6x climb flight level 210 direct to Bretman's Park United, one, two, three, maintain two, eight, zero knots. London
4: two DME, turn right onto Bravo, link, two, one, join Alpha, hold at Mora. Speedbird, four, seven, two, LOC, slash DME, approach runway, two, seven, left. Follow the green stand, five, four, four.
9: That's enough air traffic control for
5: today, Nat. Bedtime.
0: Have you ever wondered what it would be like to fly a commercial passenger jet? Looked up at the sky and thought, I wish that was me. Well, now anyone has the chance to have a go at flying in a real aircraft simulator. NP Simulations and Flight Experience London, the only official Boeing licensed product of its kind in the UK, offer you the chance to fly anywhere in the world in their fixed base Boeing 737-800 Flight Simulator. And that's not all. Ground School London offers many different courses for the up-and-coming pilot looking for a start in aviation. With prices starting at just £109, the sky's the limit. So for the ultimate flight simulator experience, or engaging preparatory courses, including those for schools and colleges, check out the websites at www.london.flightexperience.co.uk and www.groundschoollondon.com or call on 020 34616 NP Simulations, fly your dreams.
1: So we're going to say a big thank you again to Matt and Andy for joining us from the A320 podcast. So uh, welcome again onto the show guys. Thanks very much for having
2: us good good it's been a, it's been a good it's been a good start to the show really, it has isn't been, it's I? been great yes yeah. so I um i mean we have got some questions I, we do have you. some questions but before we start with those i've got to ask the question i mean what on earth possessed you to step into the madness that is this world of podcasts <laughs> i mean uh, is what, what what is it that that sort of grabbed your your interest in that i mean i mean having listened to a couple of your episodes of your shows i mean i think it's fair to say it's it's delightfully technical do you know what i mean and there, there definitely isn't <laughs> anything out there that that goes any near the kind of detail that, that you're talking to which is actually i think for me one of the the most fascinating things about it is it really is sort of right down to the nuts and bolts of it i think somebody described it to me earlier earlier as, I, as, as me uh, i said yeah yeah, yeah i, I yeah. said to, i
1: did say to matt before we started to show it, it your podcast is, is kind of like taking uh, what we call what have we have in the uk the, the haynes, haynes manual, manual. Yeah. Uh, for an airbus <laughs> yeah. and, and kind of having a section each week um, spoken to you it's, yeah, it's absolutely. great well, unfortunately
5: you can't actually talk about the airbus or the 320 without being really technical because <laughs> it's a mightily complicated
2: aircraft yeah i bet i bet so 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 what so what is it that that um made you do it really is it, is it exactly that essentially that there wasn't anything well like it, it was you wasn't it yeah I,
5: I listened to quite a lot of podcasts anyway from all different things about property and all different things and i was studying for one of my recurrent simulators. And I'd be driving into work, listening to something unrelated. And I thought, I wish I could be absorbing information about the 320, and because I'm just wasting this time commuting in. And I thought, oh, maybe I could do it myself. And good friends with Andy, you know, he's got good technical knowledge as well, so. Went for a beer and approached him and said, do "You
2: fancy doing this podcast?" And sort of led from there, didn't
4: it? Yeah, and I stupidly said, "Yeah."
2: <laughs> yeah, do you know what? I have a similar problem. I stupidly sat in for the guy that used to do this, and I haven't been able to escape ever since. <laughs> <laughs> anyway,
1: <clears throat> so you start. Obviously, you guys start at the A320 podcast, and uh, I mean, are you enjoying this whole podcast um, producing, yeah. producing, and, and the community and stuff?
5: Yeah, it's good. The it's done much better than we thought it's been we thought maybe you know a handful of people may tune in and listen, and part of it was that it would improve our own knowledge by mm. doing the
4: podcast yeah. it's been way more popular than we thought it would ever be yeah so. we we thought maybe <laughs> ten or twelve downloads a week or something like that and now last month it was over eleven and a half thousand yeah. per a month wow that's yeah. incredible yeah 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 that's and we've had good. guys from uh uh, examiners from Delta get in touch with us and say that they're telling their guys in the States to listen to it and stuff like that. And lots of uh, trainers and stuff like that have been in touch to say that they love it. So it's really, it's starting to sort of um, get momentum now, really, yeah. which we never thought it would get. One of my favourite things
5: is, um, I flew with the first officer the other day who told me, that I should listen to this A320 <laughs> podcast. It's really good. <laughs> <laughs> Love it. <Ouch. laughs> so, yeah. Okay. I'm are glad he... that's what you said because it would been really
2: embarrassing if <laughs> yeah, you said, it yeah, if it. He said yeah. Whatever you do, don't listen to that. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah,
5: actually, brilliant. on
1: that and not on that note, do you? Do, I mean, do you find there's a lot of people that you fly with, or people in in the airline that you fly for, who do listen to you guys and, and kind of think, well, yeah, yeah are you? Yeah, a yeah. lot. Yeah. Yeah.
5: I'm it's lot, uh, it's it's really odd. You'll have people come up to you at work who you've never met before, mm. and they just hear your voice in the crew room and say, "Oh, are you Matt from the uh, from
4: the podcast?" Yeah, and it's, I had that happen on the bus, didn't I? I just yeah. had uh, another Captain go are you Andy? I was like, uh, yeah. Why? <laughs> oh, I love your podcast. Oh, right. I thought I was in trouble
2: or something. <laughs> yeah, like absolutely. Oh, yeah. I must. I, I had something very similar. We we were very lucky. We were invited uh, to go and have a look around Heathrow's air traffic control tower. Yeah. And uh, I think one of the thing, again, a similar thing to what you were saying there. We were actually in the air traffic control tower, and this guy who I had no idea just leant over the console uh, where where he was where he was at Heathrow and just, oh, hi, Matt. Great to see you. I, I love the love the show. And I'm like okay, (laughs) all these people that you don't know are listening (laughs) to it. You sort of get – it's just – it is a bizarre thing, isn't it? But, uh, again, what I I love about – yours as i say is as i was saying earlier is the detail i mean it, it was that a conscious decision as you like is it like that we call it the haynes manual of, of 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 the airbus world you know it's uh yeah it's i mean uh, it
5: is a revision tool for i mean anyone can enjoy it if you're interested yeah. in that sort of thing but it it is essentially designed for mm. a320 pilots who are studying for either their initial type rating or for
4: their recurrent training mm. yeah when, when we do each podcast especially uh, the really technical ones when i'm write them or both write them, we both sit there and think, what as a pilot do I want to know about this? Because the Airbus is exceptionally technical, mm. everything's intertwined together, yeah. you can lose one system and that wipes out the ILS and you wouldn't even realise that that's the case because of it. Yeah. So it is inherently a very technical podcast but we try and just cut it down to 15-20 minutes to mm. the, the absolute stuff that you need to know and try and get rid of a lot of the waffle. Because the other problem as well, the FCOM, which is a flight operating manual, it is essentially terrible franglish.
5: Right, right. <laughs> yeah. okay, good. Yeah. It's like they've used 1990s uh, Google Translate. 90s Google, yeah. Translate. Yeah.
4: <laughs> Google Translate. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. and you've got, to, you've got to try and turn that round into something that's understandable and yeah. readable. The podcast we're putting out on Monday is about a ground speed mini, which is a little bit of a complicated system. There's one page on it in the book, and there's a lot more to it than that. Mm-hmm. So this is what I,
3: I like about it, guys, because um, you're obviously doing your interpretation of the FCOM, uh, uh, and and that's great. And you managed to put it into bite-sized chunks. And and just, as you say, having 15 or 20 minutes worth of uh, material is is just the mm. right amount of time, I, I think, isn't it, for people to yeah, digest I mean, it?
5: Before we started it, we sort of, without telling anyone what we are doing, we'd sort of drop into conversation or how long is your commute to work. And it seemed that pretty much everyone was between... 20 and 40 minutes is most people's drive into work. So that's why we aim for it to be one commute into work per episode.
2: Very Great. good, yeah. God,
1: so, so you've got no plans then, uh, like the airline pilot guy show, or, or how we are getting now? Actually, to be fair, uh, extending to sort of two and a half, three hour long show.
4: <laughs> I we think, struggle with twenty minutes. Yeah, I think I think that would be a bit heavy for some of the uh, subjects. It'd be good point. if you were using it to help yourself get to sleep. Right, uh, i it should work for that. Yeah. No no, no, no,
2: no, no. They don't need another one. They've already got our show for that. That's fine. Uh, <laughs> it's mm-hmm. the way. The, now, I, I have to say, uh, praise indeed for here, because the legend that is Captain Al, who, who who is the le- as say we call him the legend that is Captain Al, and uh, uh, from this man especially, this is praise indeed. I have to say that the A320 podcast is awesome. Well done, guys. Wow. Now he is and he is. A, what does he fly? Is it an A320? a 320 He's Al uh, flies. He's flying a three twenty, three twenty one, and a three thirty. Yeah. Okay. Mm. Yeah. So I mean that is in, indeed uh, praise. So we're gonna uh, we're gonna uh, now go to uh, some of the questions much. in yeah. the chat room, if that's okay with you. So a great question from tony we can always rely on tony uh for these questions it says question for matt and andy if you could change one thing uh from the a320 design what would it be
4: the auto thrust system okay so explain (laughs) explain to
2: the to to the moron like like me what what is it that that it is and
4: what what problem does it cause why why would you like to change Um, it it'll quite often do very strange things when you expect it to go to idle, it'll just chuck a little bit more power on. And then when you want it to add more power on, it just sits at idle. It, it's a very... I haven't got the bottom yet of why mm. it does it. I mean, there's, the, there's something that changes on the approach, doesn't it, below 3,000 feet? Mm. changes to that soft approach mode where it's a bit... yeah it's- What's the word? It's a bit soft around the edges and a bit floppy. But I'd love to change mm. it because the Boeing is is on the point. i He's me have given Boeing praise as an Airbus pilot. But they, or, or the auto system is fantastic on that, and I'd like that to be on the Airbus, and then it'd be perfect for me. Yeah, I think, yeah, that is quite... Sometimes it can be
5: slugging. <laughs> yeah. so for me, I would probably change... Uh, I was really disappointed when they brought the Neo out. Have you flown the Neo yet? Not yet. I, flew the, I have flown the Neo. And uh, I was just so disappointed when they announced it. And it's going to have exactly the same flight deck as the old 320. I wanted an A350 flight deck in there, with all the big screens and all the uh, horizontal projection. So I was a bit disappointed. So if I could change it, I'd put the 350 flight deck into the 320. Blimey. There we go. <laughs> Ho-
1: hopefully your airline might buy some of those. You never know. <laughs> the, three, the, the actually, the, uh, the have you guys had a chance to uh, sort of look over the Neo to see what uh, the difference, all the major differences are with that aircraft?
5: Yeah, I've I've phoned the Neo. So Ooh, that's that's right. that's yeah. um, and? we've done
4: a couple of podcasts yeah, on the
5: differences as well. There's two episodes on that. Oh right. And uh, <laughs> if you've got any A320 pilots that listen in we've got some deep technical knowledge that isn't in any of the manuals there's some of our secret top tips of the neo there as well
3: so so come I on selling itself yeah, it's that's great it? <laughs> yeah so
5: what,
1: what, what's uh, the well you know that obviously the the both aircraft have the, the differences the between the neo and the the uh, oh, the original a320 so what's what's the favorite then i mean i mean you guys have obviously flown the uh, the you know the, the 320 More than you have the Neo. Is there a a favourite between the two or is the Neo just that little bit more better?
5: It's not really any difference to us. It's got new engines that are much more fuel efficient um, and they sound completely different. But other than that, there's a couple of minor system changes um, that you don't really notice. Otherwise, they're identical, to be honest, which is the disappointing thing. We were hoping that they would have this new a350 style flight deck but they are pretty much identical
2: yeah uh richard king in the chat room is actually asking do you simplify um do, do you simplify the manual or are you literally quoting verbatim
4: no it's all well, we'll probably we we'll normally read the section of the manual and then explain it mm. yeah right yeah i see so, so, it
5: depend, so it depends on the subject doesn't it some of them it's so wordy in um in, our, in the FCOM, that you couldn't just read it out because no one would absorb the information. So sometimes we change it and make it simplified into almost bullet points. Other times we do read parts of it out, don't we? It's yeah. a mixture, really.
4: And a lot of the episodes as well, it's a part of the FCOM, part of the flight crew techniques manual, as it's called now, mm. a bit of QRH in there as well. It mixes it all in together.
1: So a bit about where things all start for you guys, and we'll start off with you, uh, Matt. Uh, where did the uh, the aviation um, sort of bug start
5: with you? Um, I decided I wanted to be a pilot when I was about seven. Um, <laughs> oh,
2: well. That seems to be a common theme. <laughs>
5: <laughs> yeah. Um, and then as soon as I was old enough, I joined the air cadets, which I don't know if you've spoken that, about that before, mm. um, that we have in the UK. So I joined that and... Uh, some flying experience with them. Then I got a, a job working at Panshanger. I don't know if any of you know oh, Scotland, yes. fortunately. Mm-hmm. But I worked there uh, from the age of 13 washing planes, refueling planes and uh, doing all the odd jobs around. Got my private pilot's license. Um, then I went out to America to do my uh, hour building, did my multi-engine rating there and then came back to the UK to do all my ground school for the uh, airline transport pilot's license did my uh, cpl and ir at bristol which has also gone in fact every training school i've ever used has gone bust yes. Oh, oh dear. <laughs> and, <laughs> and, um, and, um, and then from there i was uh, fortunate to get uh, a job pretty much straight away so at 23 um i did my bike rating on a320 that was back in 2007 and uh with the same airline ever since. Got my command in 2013,
2: and here I am now. Wow! And uh, let's throw let's throw the question across the table there. What's uh, what's your path?
4: How um you... Well, I can't remember when I decided I want to be a pilot. It's something I've always wanted to do since I was a kid. Um, but I had a previous career before I went to fly. and I went off to uni, um, studied civil engineering, and I worked as a civil engineer for four years. Wow. Um, Probably, that's probably where my love of technical knowledge comes from, because mm-hmm. um, that was a very technical subject. Yeah, I worked on all sorts of things at the Olympic Park for the 2012 Olympics, I did a lot of work on there. Yeah. And then I went down more of the modern route, I went to uh, CTC, yep. oh, Yeah. Um, or L3 as it's called now, I think it was. Uh, mm-hmm. It was different how they did it back then, it was straight out of New Zealand, uh, I did my New Zealand PPL first. And then flew for 100 hours all around New Zealand, getting myself into all sorts of scripts and mm-hmm. corners that I shouldn't have been in. <laughs> um, but it was a good grounding, really. Uh, it's always good to scale yourself in an aeroplane when and survive. Right. Um, <laughs> and then, uh, just like Matt, first job I got was straight into the airline. Now i Matt now. I was 25 at the time. I've uh, been there for six and a half years now. And I actually got my command two and a half months ago. Oh, wow. wow. So, well done.
2: Well so done. yeah, absolutely that that After is good point. <laughs> so uh, obviously you, you obviously you're you're presumably both type rated on the A320 given that that is what uh, your podcast is about. Um but yeah. uh, Lane Street is asking a chat room do do you have any other type ratings?
5: Not actual type ratings. No, we both um privately do some simulator work on the 737 you do 75 I do well, the 75 and
4: the 74 330 as well and the 320 and
5: 73 yeah so if, basically if people want to just have a fun ride out in a full motion simulator or if people have got an uh, interview coming up or an assessment mm-hmm. then we do things like that with people in interview prep so, so
4: we've got a good work and knowledge of other aircraft we just don't have proper type ratings on
5: them
1: Okay. Do you guys do any uh, kind of GA flying? You know, um, out and around either the weekends or when you do have time off, do you do any GA flying on uh, private stuff?
5: I think our wives would
2: kill us if yeah. we <laughs> spent any <more> time <laughs> in oh, yeah, no, we yeah, yeah,
4: yeah. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> spent doing podcast or working in the sim. And then it's back to work. So yeah, so we've got to try and curb it a bit because yeah. Um, <laughs> you <see the> last night <laughs> I saw my wife. I am going to see my wife tonight, and I haven't seen her since last Wednesday. Oh my oh, goodness! Right, okay, yes. Yeah. I, I, I think that's a common theme, though, is
2: that you have yeah. to have very understanding wives <laughs> if you do podcasts <laughs> and yeah, also man. aviation flying. I think uh, uh, Mister Bell is asking a great question in the chat. Uh, he said, uh, uh, "Do you guys have company-specific systems manuals, or are your systems manuals direct from Airbus?" Good question. A bit of both, actually. Yeah. So I mean, pre- presumably, podcast which... podcast-wise, presumably you're you're actually operating from what like airline operator manuals as opposed to um,
4: we we so... we go Whitetail for the uh, podcast. Okay. And what so does that mean? Sorry. So, so wait is just essentially just a bog standard aircraft because we try to cover as there's, there's a lot of variations in systems that can be fit, especially uh, cargo fire suppression. Yeah. Uh, the A321 as well we try and cover the slight differences there as well yeah. uh, the 18 again is slightly different from the 19 and uh, 20 so we try and cover all of them and try and steer away from our specific stuff because we do have uh, at our airline there's a few procedures we do that are, are quite different from Airbus's own procedures so we just try and keep it level but as a as pilots for our airline, but you
5: do have manuals for both. So there's the, the main flight crew operating manual, the Airbus issue, and then each airline issues its own manuals on how they interpret some of those yeah. procedures.
1: So the airline you fly for, obviously you do um, lots of sectors within Europe and stuff, and you obviously have a very busy flying uh, routine. Are there any particular airports in Europe that you kind of see on, on you know on your to-do list for the day and think oh no really
6: yeah
5: <laughs> a few uh it depends yeah a lot of them are weather dependent yeah is, i love yeah. going into split and dubrovnik when the weather's nice they're one of my favorites but they're yeah, also nice. probably yeah. two of the worst when the weather's not very nice oh. so,
4: yeah. yeah i'd agree uh, lisbon as well that can be a little bit tricky when uh the wind's blowing from the northwest as well that can get yeah. a bit spacey and interesting yeah
2: Eagle-eyed viewers will notice that uh, we were being dialed up by a certain Captain Al. So uh, brace yourselves. The what happens here, gents, if you've never had, if you've been lucky enough never to watch the drivel that we put out, um, <laughs> is whenever Captain Al appears, basically the tone of the show will now rapidly deteriorate. So um, just brace yourself <laughs> uh,
4: for it's a like moment. You haven't heard our podcast adverts. <laughs> <laughs> yeah,
2: I know. They keep asking us to do some. I keep refusing. Yeah, It'll be too I long. am
4: being exceptionally well.
2: Behaved today. I'm very grateful. Thank you. I'm 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 a man of nervous disposition, shall we say? And well, you are uh, <laughs> now. He's dialing out. I am dialing out. Let's see what happens. I don't know if he's gonna. Before we he press might on. Answer. He may not answer. I
4: did want to put out a, a Christmas blooper selection, but I did see that all of mine would just be a constant beep. Right. Okay. Yeah. Just one <laughs> solid. Yeah.
2: Yeah. We had a Christmas episode that was very similar. Very to that. similar. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Absolutely. So, just give us a moment. Uh, I think we have the Blue Ring of Death, as I like to call it, uh, that is Captain Al. But enough about his toilet habits. Uh, um, <laughs> are you there, Captain yeah. Al?
7: I am indeed. It'll have to be audio only because oh, I'm in the car, therefore my, okay. it'll be
2: very dark. Yeah. Okay. Fair enough. Oh, yeah. Okay. That'll be that'll be like having um, Don Sebastian on then when we're <laughs> 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 yeah. pre on. I'm just opening the window. Can you hear me, better? Stop sir? it. <laughs> so, um, so Al, you've been
1: you've been so eager to get on the show, being <laughs> as we've got Matt and Andy on. So, uh, come on then. Far away. What what have you what do you want to to get off your chest? Well, absolutely. <laughs>
7: I've I've just been um, driving across the M62. Uh, listening to the show, and uh, I just wanted to say to Matt and Andy that I'm a relatively new listener to the A320 podcast. But what a rare treat it is to have a slick, professional, and factual podcast to listen to. <laughs>
2: I don't know uh, what to do with that information. Thanks very much. <laughs> yeah. yeah, yeah. Uh, thanks very
7: much.
2: Yeah. I will take that as a compliment. Yeah, I yeah. would. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> I think that was directed at us. To be fair. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yes. Thanks, Al.
7: So, um... uh, so, so, gents. Yeah. So, thanks very much for um, for providing the A320 podcast. Um, it certainly gets my vote of approval. Oh, oh,
5: wow. Thanks very much. Oh, we're glad that uh, you enjoy it. That's what it's for. So, well, uh, I
7: mean, it's always, you know, encouraging. You know, I've, I've flown the thing for 16 years now. And, um, you know, it's nice to listen to something and learn something new. So that's great. Fantastic.
5: Well, excellent. Thanks very much. We really appreciate you uh, calling in for us. The, the ledger, the ledger no, no,
7: is... no problems at all. I mean, Carlos and Matt are waiting, waiting for the punchline here. I, I am a <laughs> bit, yes. I'll <laughs> be honest. <laughs> <laughs> Matt's finger's
1: hovering yeah, above absolutely. the absolutely.
2: I'm cancel, on the cancel <laughs> button. Cancel button.
7: Yeah. <laughs>
1: So where are, you, where are you off to anyway, Ali? Have you been flying or are you you're on your way home?
7: No, no, no. I'm just to, uh, about to check into my summer home. Um, I'm here for a few nights and uh, I'm off relatively early in the morning for a flight down to Parma. Um, and, uh, yeah, that, that's, that's all it is. I've enjoyed listening to the show. It's been a good show. Yeah. When it eventually got started,
3: no, okay. <laughs> well, we couldn't leave it, could we? Couldn't leave it. No, he? Couldn't leave. No, he
2: could. It was all couldn't. going too nicely, <laughs> wasn't it? Yes, <Yeah, laughs> absolutely. Uh, you can always. I thought re- I might be able to make the hour and a half journey to the
7: hotel without the show actually starting. Right, so, uh, okay, <laughs> thanks for that.
2: Yes, <laughs> I appreciate your uh, kind support oh. as always. It's always <laughs> nice to hear you, yes. Al. Thanks, Al. It really uh, is. <laughs> it's okay. So. um... Uh yes yes it's Matt Matt and Go Shall I bugger off now then uh, Yes yes if you wouldn't mind that would be great uh... <laughs> <laughs> Keep up the good work. Cheers out. Take take care. care. (laughs) Cheers. (laughs) Oh dear. Well, that was slightly less frightening than usual. Uh, It was (laughs) actually. He's on. He's on good behaviour tonight, Actually. Uh, Yeah. So here's a question. Yeah. So I think we've done that. Um, It's um, yeah. A lot of people are very grateful actually in the chat room that um, uh, he he was uh, in his car and nowhere else. Um, (laughs) It's it's uh, it's all good. Well, look, guys. uh, Seriously, thank you so very much for joining us on. uh, the show today. It's been a real honour to have you on. Um, If you aren't uh, familiar with the show, then why on earth aren't you? It's a fantastic show. And uh, tell them how they get hold of your podcast. How do they get to listen to it? That's your part, Matt. Uh, Well, you can head over if you've got
5: uh, iTunes, then just search A320 and it should come up at the top there. Or you can go to our website, a320podcast.com, where we've got all our episodes. And we've got the Facebook page. Yeah, and Twitter. It's all A320 Podcast. If you search for that on Facebook or Twitter, we're on uh, all the media, social media. uh,
4: Yeah, and we're trying to add more because there's some things in some of the podcasts, uh, like the one putting out on Monday on Grand Speed Mini, there'll be a couple of little bits that go up on the uh, Facebook page, a few diagrams just to make life a bit easier to understand uh, what's going on with that particular
5: system. Yeah. And if you need to contact us, you can always send us an email info at a320podcast. And, uh, uh dot we, com, dot com, dot yes. com. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, uh, yeah. And you can, uh, Speak
7: to us on there. We're always happy to. I think the uh, only social to media to... forum that you're not on is Porn Pickstock. Oh, oh, stop no. it! <laughs> is and he still there? He yeah, moving. he's still there. He's hanging around. <laughs> yeah. so, Matt, so,
1: Matt, Andy, what uh, before before we um, before we sort to of start to close this show up? What uh, what are the future plans for you guys? What have you got? Um, you know, what, where do you want to go from some from where you are now?
4: Well, we're sort of moving. We've had a few ideas about certain things, So uh, we're certainly thinking about moving into a few, not we'll sort of video podcasts of just a few procedures and stuff like that, because we've got access to The Sims. We're thinking about producing some things that people can actually see mm. instead of just listening to us. Um, and then we're also going to be moving into sort of uh, actual documents, sort of the, um, what's that? the Idiot's Guide to and stuff like yeah. that, just to try and break it all down even further. We just want to make everybody's life easy who flies an airplane, really. Yeah. yeah.
2: And I think I think that's the one thing that certainly from and I think Al will definitely uh, agree with this thing is one of the nice things uh, about what, what you're doing is it is literally even seasoned um, pilots are, f- are finding an interesting way of just like almost keeping themselves like refreshed and up to date uh, you know with the aircraft that that they're flying. So I mean Muchos, uh, muchos uh, nods to you there for for, yeah. for for doing exactly that. I mean it, it can't be an Absolutely. easy podcast to put.
7: Couldn't agree more, really. I mean, in my limited experience, um, airline pilots tend to form into sort of two groups when it comes to knowledge. There are those who want to sort of squirrel things away and keep it for themselves and sort of earn brownie points at the appropriate time. And there are those who want to share everything and let other people benefit Mm. from their experience or their knowledge, um, you know, so that it's for the greater good of everyone. And quite clearly... You know, the A320 podcast is going, you know, down that route and mm. trying to achieve, yeah. you know, helping everybody out. And that that's brilliant.
5: So, yeah, so, yeah, well, that's exactly what we want, you know. Yeah. Share the information and try and help everybody's knowledge to be improved. And we have a few, I don't know if you've seen, we've got a few um, accident investigation episodes, and oh, good. they're good because obviously you learn from other people's mistakes. So if one person listens to one of those episodes and could help them out, then, you know... Who knows? It could save an accident from well,
1: happening. You never know, so. yeah,
2: absolutely, this is the thing.
1: So, what about your future then, guys, within the airlines with your flying? Are you uh, you're going to stick stick to to flying the sort of short haul stuff, or would you, would you like to move into kind of the larger long haul? The long
2: haul stuff. Yeah.
5: Not no. me personally. I like being home every night, so yeah. Yeah. I, I like the short haul lifestyle. It's very tiring, but you do obviously get all your time off at home, which yeah. is what suits me. Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah.
4: Uh, yeah i've got no desire at all to do long haul i would like to fly the 757 at some point in my career yeah. <laughs> i'll try and find yeah. a way to do that
7: you're right there al no. No. <laughs> uh, that's the it The education you're... required <laughs> oh dear
2: uh, <laughs> i might i might just I
1: actually might just add on to that that, uh, that 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 very soon a certain al of captain Yes. We'll be will be flying said Boeing products. He but will. That's that all I'm true. saying. Yeah. Okay. That's yeah, all I'm absolutely. saying. Absolutely. Yeah. He'll just not,
2: find. Not the seven five seven tractor. I <laughs> <laughs> no. Fair point. Yes. Okay. You know, the John Deere of the air. Yeah. <laughs> 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 it's, it's um. Yes. It's. Uh, so, so we have. So
1: one last question, haven't we? We're, well, we've got one last question for both both you
2: guys, Matt and Andy, before uh, before we finish the show, and it's a question that we ask. Yeah. We we ask all of our yeah. pilots uh, that we have on the show. And in fact, actually, it's such a familiar question. I'm pretty sure that Captain Al could ask it. So, uh, take it away, sir. Him. <laughs> <laughs> that is brave.
7: That is. Brave.
2: Yeah, I know. I know. I'm regretting the decision already. <laughs>
6: Go yeah. on.
7: So, um, uh, Andy and Matt, um, what is your favourite night stop? No, flight? no.
2: <laughs> that is not the
7: question <laughs> that we asked <laughs> No, no. Um, if you had the opportunity to fly an aircraft, whether it's one that's current, in the future, or, or deceased, what aircraft would you most like to fly?
1: Or Military or commercial? Yeah, Whatever choice, you, yeah. anything.
7: Yeah, living or dead? <laughs>
2: Tristar. Tristar? Oh, no, don't oh, tell it. All. Oh, He no. is my new really? best friend. <laughs> oh, what have you done?
1: <laughs> oh, hey, I, I'll tell you what. Uh, yeah, you're welcome here anytime. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Anytime. Yeah,
2: yeah. yeah, he's he's going to start hoovering the red carpet even now. you, Matt. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah absolutely. there we go. Uh,
7: so I why think, would yeah, you I'd want
2: to buy like... the
7: Death Star? <laughs> 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 yes it Yes. What, what
1: about you Matt yeah
5: um, Yeah, I'd love to have a go on the 7.5 I think that from everyone I know that's flown it they always say that's a really nice to fly so I'd probably like to have a go on that um, and obviously something new and shiny it'd be nice to just have a go on a 3.50 or
2: 3.80 or something yeah. like that probably something
5: well, a bit... there
7: is hope there is hope <laughs> <laughs>
2: So, listen, guys, thank you very much for joining us on the show. It's been a lot of fun. I hope we haven't put you off live podcasting in any way, shape, or form. 757. No, it's <laughs> been really good, <laughs> yes. Yeah. Al is still reeling from shock. He's horrified. <laughs> the 757. You're right there, Al. Do you need to lie down? <laughs> Actually, Myla Myla's just put in the chat room that she
1: can't wait for Al to join the Boeing family. <laughs>
2: <laughs> oh yeah, yeah. I think hell's going to freeze over first. I think, uh,
1: <laughs> and obviously Thomas Mandrake in the chat room. He's o- he's obviously also a- an. A- Fabulous chap because he's also put Tristar rules. Oh, what's wrong
4: with you all? Honestly, <sighs> direct let, control. Let's, <laughs> that's all you need to know about the Tristar. <laughs> well, yeah. well, that's true. Yeah.
7: Let, let's look at the seven five and seven six. Anyway, can, a we a go, can we press <laughs> the um, press the? How the on earth Can you spend that amount of time and that amount of money designing an aeroplane only to end up having it so mal manufactured that there's a step to the flight deck, whether it's up <laughs> or down? I mean they couldn't get it right, could they? I mean they had, they had the step on the seven five and they thought, Alright, well we'll try and make it a level four on the seven six. No,
2: we've gone the other way. <laughs> okay, the <five>. right, okay. <laughs> well, uh, so there you are, gentlemen. This is your, you right, is your first introduction there to have an obligatory to blind out. decorator come
3: is <laughs> I well, having one of his rants now. Yeah, uh, yeah, okay. Right. <laughs> yeah. Well, yeah, I think that show, anyway, man. before <laughs> but, before we get arrested
2: or something like that, it is time but to bring
7: your problem, just have
2: <laughs> Excellent. Um, <laughs> anyway, so, um, uh, Nev, uh, please rescue us, please. It's time to bring this Nev, show to Nev, Nev, bring clothes. the show to oh, a close. Any, uh, any oh. airline that needs an
7: elevator to go from the main cabin to the <laughs> flight deck...
2: Right, okay. Anyway, uh, anyway. social media feeds for our own show. It is www.plaintalkinguk.com. It's facebook.com forward slash plaintalkinguk. And our Twitter handle is at UK. We love to receive your audio and worded word related <sighs> feedback. And if you'd like to email the show, you do so on podcast at plaintalkinguk.com. And this week, just for a change, we'll let Nev finish the show.
3: Yeah yes well thanks so much indeed uh guys and especially uh matt and andy been really really fantastic and a great insight to your jobs uh especially now you've both got your commands as well that, that, that's great and i think uh the a320 podcast is absolutely superb so uh, thank you very much indeed for doing all you do and thanks for coming on the show today You're
2: very welcome we loved it really enjoyed yeah, it it's yeah it's been great so that's, the, that's your lot, guys. Thanks very much. We'll see you all again. I think we're recording next Friday, next Friday as per yeah. usual, 7pm if you want to catch the live show. And you catch the live show on podcast at Plain Talking UK. No, you don't. That's the email address. It's, it's <laughs> youtube.com forward slash Plain Talking UK forward slash live. So that's it from all of us this week. Take care, everyone. Everybody say goodbye. Bye. Goodbye. See you. Bye. Bye. Bye.